So let us know what you guys let's, think. Let's keep our eyes peeled on this. This is incredibly important. And I know, you know, there's other cases that are really interesting and get a lot of attention and people want to see like, you know, a lot of this is one that we need to pay attention to because I feel like this is a matter of like our justice system in this area of the country being in shambles. Like if this can happen, it is in shambles. I agree. This is rights being violated. Yeah. It sure it's important. Is. Laws yeah. being broken. I want to hear your guys's opinion on this judge's conduct. Um, you know, what you think is going to happen. How how are these attorneys going to battle this? Because they're saying, no, we are still his attorneys. We I, are. I know. That's what they're saying, yep. basically. And, and that's what I was saying earlier is uh, that client attorney privilege is protected. A yep. judge cannot just lightly out of nowhere come forward and be like, you know what? I don't like you as judges, so I'll, I'll figure it out. Or I'm sorry, yeah. I don't like you as attorneys, so I'll, I'll figure it out. And I'm going to appoint ones I do like. That is not how the justice system works. That is not how uh, a defendant should have to manage that trial. That is completely one-sided and not okay, whether he's guilty or not. Agreed. If he's guilty, let's prove it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give him a fair know. trial, yeah. Oh, is it not popping up? Oh, yes, it automatically switched people here. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's what I was hoping for, baby. That's what we we're looking for. All right. All right, we'll give uh, everybody a couple minutes to pop in here. Um, so many documents, so many documents have come out around Delphi since this update. We, we literally cannot keep up with them. Every day, a new case-altering update comes out. It is insane absolutely insane right now so a lot of our updates are a little bit behind but that's okay because one of the things for our pre-recorded videos like one of the reasons why we don't try and race people to cover these topics um for one a, there's a lot of true crime creators out there that are all racing to be the first one to release that stuff you know uh me personally it it's just my opinion that I would rather release it more thorough, thoroughly than quickly. You know, I, I've always been the person where I will take a little bit more time if I can do it best. So 
Um, you know, I, I just don't think we're the we're the type of network or podcast currently where we're going to race to get this information out. We want to get there. We want to bring another content creator on that also creates under this umbrella that does race to get that information out. Um, but at least for the true crime talk show, we, we aren't going to do that. Uh, we're, we're going to stick to being thorough, being able to talk about the content creators that are getting that information out there first, giving them high fives and shout outs and, you know, everything in between. So, um, yeah, I just feel like that works out a lot better for us, but on the downside, is something like Delphi, where a lot of this information is coming out quicker than we can keep up with. I still have four more videos, four more Delphi videos that need to come out, and there's even more new information after that. So, but welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hit that like button on the way in. We are going to get into some Idaho 4 and yes, we're going to get into some Idaho 4 and some uh, Delphi. We'll probably just start with the Delphi stuff and then go from there. Let me see. Yeah, it's not even showing me who. Oh, okay. So, yeah, quite a few. That's probably why. Yes, yes. So, it should be a good show tonight. We'll be able to get into some good topics tonight. Yes, all chat, all chat. Make sure we hit all chat. Now, one thing that I did want to touch on, I don't know if this is true, you guys. Uh, I'm I'm assuming so. I just don't know if this person, like what kind of connection this person has to uh, A.R. Hayes. But someone came on here right in the beginning before we were live, before we had, uh, before I had even come into this chat. And as you can see here, here, I'll throw it up on the screen. It says, uh, please say a prayer for A.R. Hayes. He's in the hospital fighting for, it says wife, but I'm assuming it means life. So he's in the hospital fighting for his life, according to his wife, Jennifer. He has diabetes and also has to get kidney dialysis three times a week. He's been working too hard. Oh, no. Then the stress from... Oh, man. Why can't everyone just be a sociopath like me? It's so nice. It's so non-stressful. He didn't say he respected him, I didn't think. I saw a video that he took down where he said he gave respect to us um, and that we really Wait, what? touched he him. And then Dago and then and Jewels of All Trades and, you know, anybody, any other content creator who's reached out to him. But I never saw him say that. Because that, I'm, I'm confused. He doesn't, that channel. Who, who's DJ? What are you even talking about? 
we're not saying the person's name. Okay. I'm not saying that content creator's name because I saw all they are is a bully. He did in the wee it's hours. It's the person bullying him. Oh, oh man. Well, so DJ, which I'm not going to get... say the real name, is a channel that literally goes out and tries to take down other content creators and get them put in jail. Oh, tries that to find guy, any but, criminal, dude. anything criminal, anything they can to get them either put in jail or their channel taken down. Listen, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start drama, but I, I do know who you're talking about now, and I've seen other people talk about them. Um, so it, for anybody that watches our content and watches them, just know that that what he says is not true. That is not true. It is not true. Ask for receipts. Show me who you've gotten put in jail. Yeah. Come on. That doesn't happen. That's not how it works. That's not how the, like we talked about it briefly last night. That's why I, do you know how many comments I had in response with people coming back and saying, no, defamation is lying about somebody. And you guys, it's not. I promise, but this is where people get it twisted. So let's say, let's say I came on here. Let's say me and you had gotten a disagreement. Okay. And I came out on here and I said, <clears throat> I said, you know, Malia is so lame. She's really blonde and pretends she's brunette and just dyes her hair and lies about it. Like I just made up something stupid. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything where I could get clipped and make it seem like I'm really being mean, but you know, let's just say I made up a lie that, uh, that you're doing this thing. That's not true or whatever. You can go to your attorney and you can open a defamation case, a, a civil a case, a defamation case against me. That doesn't mean it's going to land though. And that's where people get it confused is even though the case is open, even though there's an active lawsuit, if the person that's being sued hires an attorney, that attorney will not even have you show up at court and get it thrown out in two seconds unless the person that is filing the lawsuit can, one, prove that before they said the lie, there was intent to cause you harm. And then two, they know... They said what they said, knowing it wasn't true, that it wasn't opinion. They said it knowing it wasn't true. Those two things are very hard to prove. Well, you also court. have to prove damages. Like you also, you also have to prove that you the, suffered damages. The only thing with that though, is people can create damages it can be emotional damage that sums up to a monetary value of $5,000 and that video being removed. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it can be a whole bunch of, uh, no way. Rum Did you really get your law degree last night? Like finalized? Hey, Are you, you messing with me? Rosie, that's so funny. Hey, did you hear I got my law degree last night? I, I think it's great. So <laughs> that is great, look, though. <laughs> if we go full time, I want to pursue a legal degree just because I think it will help us in 
when doing this. You know what I mean? Um, so it, and I understand how hard that can be and how much work you have to put into it and how much memorization. So if you're telling the truth, Rumsey, like hats off to you, that is incredible. Unless you're trolling me and you're, you're really saying, Brendan, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but I promise you, you guys, I'm, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you an attorney's opinion on these defamation cases, on getting our content, uh, on getting our content reviewed. Okay. So those two things have to be proven. So like the lawyers say, don't, don't even worry about it. You are going to catch a, you, somebody is going to file a defamation case. And you're it, you're not even going to have to blink blink an eye. You're not going to have to do anything. It's ju it just comes with the territory. You're not going to have to do anything. A, a lawyer will be able to get it thrown out because they would have to prove that you are intent on causing them harm. You know. Mm-hmm. So What's going on, Madison? Welcome, welcome. What? So what do we want to dig into first? I mean, um, I say that we go straight into Delphi first because Idaho 4 is what it is. Um and we just came off that that update, which I know I know you were thinking that we probably shouldn't have done that just because that's old information. But you got to remember that a lot of people that watch our content are not part of the true crime community that are up on this minute by minute. So I think it's a good thing to cover these cases, even though we're about five days behind on or one one work week behind because we record on Fridays. I think it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think. I mean, I just think there's no point in premiering the other videos and doing lives after them because we're just going to keep going over the same information over and over. So I think that we should just get up to speed on it now. No, because then next week we're going to be back behind again. We aren't going no, to stay won't, up because we won't premiere those other videos. We'll just release them and we won't do lives on them. Uh, I don't think so. Because it's pointless. Like this is happening so quickly that it's going to be over. It's going to be over before we've even put those videos out. No, I think you're thinking that we need to keep up with everyone else. We don't. That's not beneficial. I'm not to worried about any other creator. I'm concerned that every the speed of what this case is actually moving. Yeah, we'll be fine. In real life. I'm talking about the case, not creators. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're not holding any of those that content back. Okay. So we'll be good for sure. Oh, you were making a joke. I was so jealous, Rumsey, for a second. All right. So let's get into the uh, the uh, saying hello to everybody, and then we will dig into Delphi, and then we will dig into Idaho 4. So welcome, Heather, Michael, J. Ray, Rumsey, ZJ. 
Joanne, Violetta, LA. I think I got everybody. Oh, Madison, how could I forget? I think I got everybody in the chat. Heather, hello, hello. Oh, I appreciate that. I I despise facial hair, but everyone says that they like it. So um, maybe I'll keep it. I don't know. If it looks good for the the show, maybe I'll keep it. But all right, let's get into Delphi. Okay, so we can start off right where we left off in that video. And where we left off in that video is... Um, Judge Gull kicked the attorneys off and Rozzy submitted a statement saying, hey, I am still Richard Allen's attorney and they showed up in court. And that's where that video leaves off right there. So we don't have another recorded video until the one that we did this Friday. But uh, so a lot has happened since then. And we are we now have involvement with the Supreme Court. Yep. The Supreme Court is taking over. Yep. So is there anything you want to say? Because you normally get down into those details a little bit better than I do. I would rather just give you guys a quick breakdown. I mean, there were just motions back and forth. I mean, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, oh, yeah. it was, you know, Hennessy on behalf of Baldwin and, you know, Rozzy arguing about how and why this judge cannot just remove filings from the docket. Um, because that's a, that's a major issue is not having that history there, that, that history of documents yeah. that say there's an appeal. The appellate court can't go back and look at those oh. documents, um, to see what's actually gone on in the case. Uh, the judge en ended up releasing like a 118 documents on a zip file. Yeah. And they had like no really relevant identifying information in the titles. They were all dated yeah. the same date. So even though they were documents that all had different dates and should have been labeled so, correctly the way that we see in like the Koberger case. Let, let me just throw two theories in there with that before you continue. So it's important for people to know that with that zip document, Either one, they didn't know what they were doing and they were trying a new technique, or the other theory is that it was intentionally a cluster of, of crap, right? And it's intentionally that way. And literally the best way to describe that zip file was like if you had a stack of documents and you threw it up in the air, right? And all those documents fell down and you randomly picked them up. And that's what that zip file was. It was complete an absolute chaos and you had no idea where a linear timeline was in the documents that were being submitted it was a problem and that should never happen in a court case so yeah some people theorize that it was in intentional oh that's nice of you jay ray thank you guys and la that's nice of you um yeah so yeah that should never happen 
And um, also, obviously, they all showed up to court, okay? Like, the, the last court hearing, Rosie and Baldwin showed up and sat at the defense table like they were still Richard Allen's lawyers. Yeah. And then the other two lawyers Which, were in there. Now, what... And But they were following the law. It was super awkward and super weird. And the judge was like, no, nah, you guys are not coming back on the case. Not happening. And then... They walk out and Baldwin's like, time for journalists to start doing your job. Well, back and, up a little um, bit because she directly talks to Richard Allen in that hearing and tells Richard Allen to his face, which is strange in my opinion. But uh, Richard, uh, she says, I'm sorry, Richard Allen. I understand the situation you're in. I understand you want these attorneys, but I can't in good faith and in good conscience, let these attorneys continue. So other things that have been brought to our attention about the lawyers she appointed. So we knew they were from her county. Okay. These are lawyers she deals with every day. Well, additionally, what we found out from people snooping around, um, you know, Sleuthy Goosey, other people online, they found that Frangol literally follows these lawyers, which is William Labrado and Robert Scrimmon, on Facebook and comments on their family photos. Yeah. Regularly, yep. like not just like a one off, like there were a few um, So yes. it, that I saw myself. So... It, Huge problem when clearly she appointed people she's personally involved yes. with so, to the case. One, one, and she's doing illegal things on top of it, like removing these records. She removed these lawyers without giving them a hearing to actually call out what they did wrong. And another fact to add on top of that, which it's a really good thing I heard from somebody actually. Uh, who was commenting on Sleuthy Goosey's stuff is that gross negligence. You know how the 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 judge said that the lawyers are grossly negligent. Mm -hmm. That is not a standard that's ever been used for removing a lawyer from a case. Yeah. Never has that been used. Yeah, that's not normal at all. That's not a standard that's used. Mm -hmm. um, normally, it's there's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that sounds more familiar, right? That sounds way more familiar, a conflict of interest. But it just, it doesn't make sense. And I, I'm curious why I only heard that girl say it on Twitter. But when I heard Vinny and everybody talk about it on court TV, they never brought that up. They said, this isn't normal. This is not a normal standard to remove a lawyer yeah. from a case with. Do you know why? Why? Because they aren't thought right. That's why. I, just, I knew I didn't like that whole interview anyway. Like it can't, it rubbed me wrong when like not Vinny, Vinny didn't, but all the people he had on for some reason, I just didn't appreciate the way they, the way they painted it. But yeah, but I, I think it's important. Uh, so we see this a lot with attorneys. We see this a lot with lawyers and attorneys out there where I personally feel like, like as an example with Court TV and having those attorneys come on, those attorneys work so hard in their careers and so hard in profession and so hard in their schooling that they 
uh, fight to get barred and get their license to be able to practice law. So they have a sense of pride around the justice system, no matter where it is. So I think it's hard for any lawyer and any attorney to get on live television and bash somebody else that's a part of that justice system. So I don't think fellow lawyers are And I think that's why that Frank's motion offended Goal so much, so much, because that is such an uncommon thing. But it was the right thing to do, as we're seeing, as the evidence comes out, as there's proof, more and more and more and more proof that, hey, these are real problems. This is really going on. And here's something just way off the topic we're on. Richard Allen, when seen in that recent court case, is starting to get his body weight and mass back. I mean, he just looks healthier. I mean, yeah, but he's gaining weight. Before he, he, dude, his cheeks were so sunken in. He had skin hanging off his body. There was something going on there, literal drool marks on him. And in this next new photo, it looks like he's gained at least 20 pounds. To me, that is additional confirmation that whatever was going on before isn't going on anymore. Which is, thank God. But I'm still concerned for his safety, considering he's still in that prison. Um, I just hope that serious changes have been made. Considering Um, he's considered high risk for potentially ending himself and they let him have shoelaces? Yeah. And they got those shoelaces on camera? Yeah. So that when it happens, they can be like, I mean, look, you know, as we can see Richard Allen here walking down the steps of the court, he was wearing shoelaces and look how long those shoelaces are. They were really long. Shoelaces. <laughs> I know. It's, it seemed intentional. Okay. It seemed really strange. That's 10, um, that's 10 hat. I get it. But we're just making a theory, a potential theory because problems are starting dude almost to happened. happen here it, when the supreme court gets involved like i don't know what these guys are gonna do i don't know what's gonna happen but um something i mean almost everybody believes epstein was killed almost nobody believes he did it to himself well yeah he that bone that re- that you can't do yourself uh i mean when you end yourself, sometimes that that hyoid bone can break, but more than likely it takes a specific angle and it can only be broken by somebody else at a certain angle. That hyoid bone was broken. The cameras just mysteriously weren't on. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people do believe that. Yeah, I don't even think that's why people believe that. Um because if it's death by hanging, like that isn't really that important. It's it's who he was <laughs> and the circumstances yeah, but around it. You gotta be able to have evidence. Otherwise, you could just walk around saying, Oh, yeah, that person that died, you know, there somebody ended them. No, there, I would just, there's legitimate I would like, evidence around Epstein. Legit. The yes, cameras weren't is. working. The hyoid bone was broken when that's very uncommon, especially when using something soft like sheets. Um, and it, it's scientifically there's just a lot of coincidences in that situation on top of the fact that some of the most 
powerful people in the entire world were associating with him. Whether those powerful people knew what was going on or not, that that doesn't matter, right? It, it looks bad for them, whether they were involved or not. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a good point. But, but good. But anyway, uh, moving on from that. So yeah, we had the court hearing. We had. Wait, one more thing, just before we continue on. Uh, so, I made a statement when I first came on here. So, with a case that's moving as fast as the as Delphi is, for those of our watchers that want the news right when it comes out, okay, with us. For for those of you that don't know, we record on Fridays. So when big updates happen, we record a three to five hour pre-recorded podcast on Friday, and then we get the most important videos out first, the ones that are time sensitive, and then we get the rest out. So we can, we can come out with content roughly a week behind the breaking story currently until we're full time. Now, we focus on and try really hard to... Uh, have quality over the speed of the release. So hopefully when you watch our content, it's more entertaining. Um, and that's not putting anybody else down or anything like that. But we just aren't trying to run and race to be the first one out. But if you are the type of viewer that wants to know that stuff too, while still watching us, make sure you guys follow Sleuthy Goosey here, what I have pulled up on the screen. So Sleuthy Goosey has been working in line with Bob Mata, and Bob Mata is an attorney. Um, Sleuthy Goosey, I'm not sure the legal background. So if you watch this, Sleuthy, I apologize if you have some sort of legal background to you. Um, but if you let me know, I will fix that and say what it is next time. But uh, she is incredible with data management. I've seen some of her lists out there around cases and timelines and keeping documents in line and together. So if you guys want like as stuff's dropping, make sure you follow uh, Bob Mata, The Defense Diaries, and Sleuthy Goosey, okay? And then you'll be able to catch our stuff a few days after that. So, all right, sorry. I just didn't want to not give that shout out. What are you sending? I'm just making sure we know. So, <clears throat> I didn't do this in the beginning. <clears throat> Um, and I always forget to do this. Here is our, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Twitter is just one of the most easy and convenient, um, social medias to have. We literally have everything though. We are on Facebook. We are on, uh, Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on discord our discord is free and uh we get in there and talk and we have content creators in there with us that promote their videos we aren't uh we we're pretty loose in discord we let other we want a community in there right it is not just a thought riot community where only Thought Riot can post their content. Nobody else can. Everybody can post their content. We want people to get in there and talk and joke and 
dig into some of these cases and have a good time doing it. So uh, I would suggest if you're interested in continuing the conversation, guys, you hop in our Discord. Uh, I know we have Greeno in there. We have Harsh. We have uh, TC Investigates. Um, who else? There's one other content creator. I'm drawing a blank right now. And they're going to be... Let me see. Hang on. I'm sure Stevie's a content creator. Yeah, we have Stevie Irwin. Uh, we we have quite a few different uh people. What? But uh, here I'm gonna post this Discord. If I didn't post you, I'm so there is one more. Hang on, hang on. Give me one second here. Yeah, Greeno. Okay, good. TC investigates. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. I think we got everybody, but uh, all right, I'm going to post this invite here. If you guys want to continue this conversation, make sure you hop on. Never, no limit, generate, copy, bam, bam. All right. Sleuthy is a medical scribe, Not, no law background. Okay, okay. Well, shout out to her regardless what she is, all right? I, I just didn't want to – if she had some kind of training in her background because she's that good, literally that good, I wanted to be able to give her a shout out. I didn't mean it like in a – in a negative way, I just nobody thought you did. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check her out. She is incredible, and she is probably the quickest person posting right now on this case. She is dropping them as soon as they come out. So um, yeah, she is that good, and she's been incredible. I think she's probably one of the first people when I think we were still doing politics, and she reached out to us actually. Um, but she's been awesome and she is awesome. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Check her out. But there is our discord. Now, <clears throat> going back to what we were talking about, what are your predictions here? And I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is a real, this is a real <clears throat> disease that lawyers talk about. I think Judge Gull is going to lose her career. And I you think, think it's that severe? Yeah. I think oh, I, I think that, yes, because I don't think it's just about this case, which by the way is the biggest case in Indiana history. It is also about the past cases that she has done similar things in, which I wanted to bring up tonight. Um there's the cases that I didn't go into in the most recent video that I think we should talk about on here because we have the documents for them. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to dig into her past and realize she's been doing this for a while and she's going to lose her career. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's Indiana. 
I do not think so. I think they're going to try and so I think she's going to be kicked off this case. I think they are going to going to put uh, Baldwin and Rosie back on there to try and smooth this whole thing over. And I think they are going to try and hush it. And I don't think she's going to lose her career. I do not. I do. Yeah. Indiana, they stick together. And I would be surprised. Do I think that? And that's just that's as basic of an outcome as we can come up with. Right. Um, but I, I just don't see that happening. I would be blown away if that happened. Uh, these, these lawyers are definitely going to be back on Richard Allen's case. Um, I think it's possible that we could see possibly even some corruption uncovered. I don't know how deep that corruption will be. Uh, I think more of the issue right now is just, yeah, Indiana State Attorney General left her hanging. They they, they did. did. They did. She asked them to represent her, and they said no. So um, I think she's going to lose her career. I do. I truly do. Nobody's sticking by her side at this point. Nobody. Besides her lawyer that she hired, who also has some issues in his background. Yeah. Yeah. So I really think the term black robe disease is exactly what she has going on. And why I think that is you guys haven't seen this video yet, but we did two videos where we dug into the experience background of Ann Taylor and Judge Goal. Okay. And we look into what they've been involved in in the past. Um, where they got their experience from and goal has been a part of it. At least she got the credit for leading this program around taking guns away from people who had like a mental breakdown. Essentially her program gave family members the rights to uh, bring somebody in front of a judge and, and get, their guns taken away from them and she won awards from it. And she made a statement about how great it was uh, and everything. And I forget the year right now when that happened, but when I'm watching that and looking at that, what that reminds me of is a lot of ego. Like praise me. Yeah. And I think with a judge, that's where things become problematic because you are not there to create law. That is not what you're there for. Judges do not create law. They uphold the law that is already in order and has been put in place. Sure, they can change how the law is interpreted because there's a working law and a written law. And I understand all that. I get that. And that's just part of managing and or judging a case, but they are not there to put the law into effect. That is not their job in this circumstance and situation. The Supreme court create law. I'm sorry. Create the manufacturing of law. Who? Judges, criminal case judges, they are not there to create laws. Right. Yeah. So why are you acting surprised? Like who? I just, I don't know what your point is 
with Judge Goal specifically. Like because that is the ego around the black robe disease. Yeah. Is her whole career, she has been put into a place where she's creating these new systems. That is it when I see that, I see ego. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she didn't create laws or anything though. She she created, like you said, new systems like with the voter, the jury. It's the jury, uh, something right. like that, like getting jurors. Exactly. Making it easier for jurors or something like that. Exactly. Something that puts her in the limelight while she's failing to uphold the law of the citizens. You, you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. She's, she's choosing to be a crap lawyer and represent the citizens of Indiana and the U.S. A crap judge. A crap judge uh, to, to, to fail the citizens of Indiana and the U.S. to be put in the spotlight for these new systems when you can't even ma manage the law as it is. And I... I get that's harsh, but to me, this is super frustrating. It bothers me, man, because I feel like judges are put into place after they've been exceptional lawyers. That's what it should be. Unless we have a system like uh, Alec Murdaugh, where it's the good old boys club. And again, we see what happens with that. We mm -hmm. see it. Are we going to find another area of the u.s where that's going on i violetta just said judges don't lose their career if i'm not wrong they become private lawyers but you can be disbarred yeah so I, I don't see it happening but even if she doesn't lose her career severe. even if she doesn't lose her um ability to practice law i don't think she's going to be able to be in that position anymore um i just I, don't see how they can keep her there so one she is a voted position so she was voted in that is very serious and normally voted positions yeah, you know how many complaints have come in from the people of indiana i don't know but it it doesn't change that it is very hard to remove uh, somebody in a position where they've been voted in. It is very, very, very hard. Yeah. It has to be so substantial to, to have that happen. Now, when looking at Judge Gold, I this is why I don't think she's going to be removed, is because are we seeing somebody that is just not doing a good job or are we seeing somebody that is dirty? Losing your entire career would fit the mold for somebody that's dirty, that is bought, that is a bought and paid for judge, fraudulently conducting themselves within the bounds of the law. Now, just essentially gross negligence is the best term. Or are we seeing a judge that is just... <laughs> grossly negligent for what their position and job is. I think it is that one. I'm not positive that she's bought and paid for. What you said was just not clear for me at all, though. I don't know. I don't understand how. You said gross negligent or gross negligent? No, I didn't. One is just bought and paid and one is just not for the position, like not prepared for the position or something. What? I don't know. You're... 
I don't know. You confused me. Yeah. Because you gross negligent in both of your examples. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I prefaced my second example with essentially what what her lack of uh, what she's doing currently is gross negligence. And then I said, so is she just being gross negligent or is she a bought and paid for judge? You were yeah. probably reading the comments. No, I wasn't. I was listening to you. <laughs> um, so I don't think gross and negligence is even... I don't even think that word should be used because I don't want to use her own language that hasn't ever been used for a situation like this before. Um, I think it's more of she thinks she has more authority than she does. Yeah, she thinks she's untouchable. untouchable um she has a bias towards this client and these lawyers and she's discriminating upon them um yeah or it's she's bought and paid for yeah you're you literally said the same exact thing i was saying yeah but i didn't say gross negligence i mean you can look up the definition of the word it still fits i just don't want to use it because that's her word it's not. We hear negligence all the time. Not when it comes to lawyers and judges. Yeah, I think so. I I think that she is negligent. I think that she is not doing a good job. I'm not bought in on the fact that she is paid a bought and paid for judge. We lost Jay Ray too. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not bought in on the fact that she's a bought and paid for judge. I'm not bought in the, on that either. I, I don't necessarily think that's what it is. I think it more than likely is her own head getting to her like her. She's just not being impartial the way a judge should be. Um, I think it's personal. Yeah, the seagull. is it personal or. Is she just not good at her job? It, that's my point, though. That's why we should look at that other case. I'm okay. Pull it up. No, you're you have to pull it up, or I have, or I will. I mean, but you normally are the ones who you're the one who normally pulls it up. I'm just saying I'm not going to pull it up on this computer because I want it on here. hair on my face okay so i don't know what you have open or not do you already have this open what am i supposed to do what do you mean? You're asking me to pull something up and you know I'm I don't not. Know how to You're do it. wanting to pull it up. What are you talking about? There. I did it. I didn't ask you to pull it up. You said if I wanted to open, then I should pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know how to do that exactly, but I figured it out. So I don't know that you don't know how to do that. <laughs> You do it every time. That's why I don't know how. You're assuming that I would just put those pieces together. 
you got to say that you don't know how to do it in order for me to know that you don't know how to do it. All right. So this is Queventino v. Ramirez versus the state of Indiana. What do you see the year? I forget what year this was. It was argued 2021, decided uh, April 27th, 2022. Here's Francis Siegel. That is funny. Siegel. So I see I see this uh case being referenced a lot. Can yeah, you guys can see, right? Okay, I see this case being referenced on social media and stuff uh about her past. Um why So what? Because I don't know anything about this. Nothing. I don't either. I'm pulling it up so we can learn about it. I don't want to read all this. You don't have to. Well, I know nothing. So the only way we're going to know is reading it. Facts and procedural history. Let's see. Yeah, that's why I'm not really sure why you zoomed in that far. Because it's going to be a lot harder to navigate through it like that. I'll zoom in when we actually read something. Um, I think this has to do with her deleting documents anyway, but. Um, so let's see. This, this is about who they were. Huaventino Ramirez met Angelica Guzman at church in 2016. The couple married and moved into Ramirez's home. At the time, Angelica's six-year-old daughter, AP lived with her biological father, but a few months after the marriage, AP moved in with her mother and Ramirez. Um, So it looks like AP didn't want to come back after having a visit with her father. Uh, So there's some claims of essay by the daughter. Okay. Over the next eight months, Ramirez's attorney and Allen County Prosecutor Office litigated an array of discovery issues, including the defense's repeated unsuccessful request for a copy of AP's forensic interview. The prosecutor initially informed Ramirez through a letter imposing discovery conditions that any police reports, DVDs, CDs, witness lists, and medical reports, etc. may not be copied, reproduced, nor provided to anyone, including the defendant. The defense rejected these conditions and responded that it would proceed with discovery as set forth under applicable case law and rules of trial procedure. So that's already a problem right there. Mm-hmm. So they're refusing to turn over discovery. It sounds like right off the rip, the Allen County prosecutor's office. So, but she would have been a judge at this time, right? She's the judge over, uh, goal yeah. is the judge over this case. So I don't really see 
her wrongdoing there. Well, it depends on how she ruled on this issue. Yeah. So Ramirez's counsel requested from the state copies of any and all video or DVD recordings it relied upon in bringing the charges as well as copies of any exhibits it planned to introduce at trial. The prosecutor declined to provide a copy of the interview, relying on Allen County Local Criminal Rule 13, which requires defense counsel to apply to the trial applied to the trial court to obtain copies of audio or videotape. Okay. So the Indiana rules of trial procedure. So Ramirez's counsel filed two motions with the court to compel discovery. Kind of sounds like Koberger's case, <laughs> to be honest, doesn't it? I think this is every case. I, I think that they're refusing to turn over discovery. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot in a lot of cases where it becomes an issue in Koberger's case is nine times. But normally you have the prosecution or the defense fighting not to turn something over if it doesn't benefit their case. Which is shady. Okay, so at a subsequent hearing on the motions to compel, Ramirez's counsel explained to the trial court that it is extremely burdensome to have to keep running down the prosecutor's office uh, to look at the interview. He suggested a reasonable remedy would be for the court to issue a protective order for the recording, mandating that it would stay in his office um, his law office and not be given out. The state relying on the local rule insisted that Ramirez was not entitled to a copy and that he needed to come by appointment to view the video. The trial court agreed with the state and issued a protective order prohibiting Ramirez from obtaining a copy. So the court ruled against the defendant from seeing or having a copy of his own discovery, a piece of the discovery. Mm -hmm. Does it say why? Because doesn't this involve a minor? So the forensic so the forensic interview that they're talking about is the interview of the child who was molested. Okay. I don't know if that changes things. I don't know. I wouldn't really want child evidence out there when it could be safely held and protected you know um i i think that if it's under a seal the defense should be able to have a copy of it yeah but, especially when it's discovery in your own case yeah but isn't the defense saying here that they could go watch it by appointment only yeah to if, the it's, prosecutor's if it's a minor office. dude if it's a minor i agree with that in my opinion we don't do enough for minors and i i agree that that should never leave the court i don't if it was my child i don't i wouldn't want a copy out there with a a lawyer of any kind if it if i can have it in one spot at the at the judge at the courthouse it's not at the courthouse well wherever it is it's in it's a protective it's at a law office of a lawyer. 
the prosecutor. Yeah, but that's the state offices. It's not like a private law office. That's the state. Hmm. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I think with a minor, it is different. And I feel different. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm really not sure because you're also risking somebody not being able to form an adequate defense and they could be innocent. They could be. Yeah. So I I would have a bigger problem if she didn't allow them a copy. Hmm? Like uh, if she didn't allow them to see it. But it sounds like they were able to see it by appointment. I I don't know. I just need more information. This doesn't this isn't like a slam dunk. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what Judge Gold did here. Right, I get what you're saying. Because a minor's involved. Yeah. And I think less copies of anything involving a minor, especially when it's surrounding assault in this matter, is a good thing. It's the same reason why I don't think cameras should be allowed in court with minors. Okay, so here we go. Two months before trial, the state disclosed that it planned to use the video at trial. So they're planning showing this to the courtroom. Yeah, that's different. Ramirez again moved to compel the state to produce a copy, claiming it is ineffective to have a trial exhibit remain at the prosecutor's office where trial counsel cannot have access to the exhibit for purposes of trial preparation. The court again denied Ramirez's motion, noting that the state had provided discovery consistent with the local rule. Then, the day before Ramirez's jury trial, the prosecutor delved into the facts of the case with Angelica and AP for the first time. After their conversation, the prosecutor sent the defense an email detailing the discussions, which included several new allegations. So they were doing trial by ambush. That's what this sounds like, an ambush. AP now alleged that yeah. Ramirez had touched her under the clothes with both hands. So initially in the paragraph at the beginning, it said it was un it was over. It was never under clothes. So now it's the it's changing. Uh, so with both hands under the clothes and Angelica now alleged that before reporting it, she sought counsel from her pastor and church leaders. Ramirez had pressured her to persuade AP to lie at trial. Ramirez had promised Angelica houses, cars, and money if she dropped the charges. Ramirez had said that AP cried one of the times that he touched her, uh, causing him to stop. And Ramirez had told his pastor that, okay, within four, touch AP within four hours of receiving this new information, Ramirez filed a motion that in part requested the court grant a continuance because the new allegations materially changed his theory of defense and counsel needed time to complete additional discovery. Exactly. So they needed a continuance because all of a sudden there's a bunch more allegations of what I just read off, which is all disturbing. Um, and they needed more time to, you know, form a better defense. 
they got ambushed last minute. Last minute, the prosecutor is like, we're not giving you that video still. And guess what? We got a bunch of new stuff that we're saying you did. And this video, by the way, we're playing it to the whole court, but no, you can't have a copy of it and make sure that you're prepared when that's played in court. <laughs> that's super messed up. But um, I, I kind of want to see if I can narrow it down to where the judge makes a decision, though, so that we can move on to something else after this. Because this is really just supposed to be like some background on a case that Joel Judge Goal presided, presided over, uh, you know, was the judge for. So, let's see. Let's see if she, did she grant that continuance? So, the next day, the trial court heard argument on Ramirez's request. Counsel repeatedly indicated that he needed additional time to prepare uh, with the new allegations. The state objected, asserting they've presented all the facts as they know them. In denying Ramirez's request, the trial court stated, a motion to continue day of trial filing is not timely, and I don't see a reason to continue the trial. When the defense asked for an explanation, the court three more times simply responded that the motion was not timely. The prosecution ambushed them the day before, though. Like, they didn't have any more time. Hmm. So, with the continuance denied, Ramirez's counsel again requested a copy of the forensic interview so he could redact inadmissible evidence and get it ready to use an exhibit. The state objected, reminding the court already ruled on the forensic interview claiming it no longer intended to use the recording during trial. Okay. Gosh. During the two-day trial that the jury... Okay, let's see. Yeah, so this is mainly about the discoverable evidence. A fair proceeding must afford defense attorneys both the ability to obtain discoverable evidence and uh, adequate amount of time to prepare for an effective defense. Ultimately, the determination of what may be useful to the defense can properly and effectively be made only by an advocate, okay? So that that's the two main complaints, I guess, is they didn't get their... They didn't get their discovery, they didn't get all of it, and they didn't get a continuance once the prosecution, the state, ambushed them literally the day before trial. Yeah. And the judge just said it wasn't timely to request a continuance. Yeah. Judge goal at that. The trial court erred in prohibiting, okay. I mean... <clears throat> It's interesting and everything for showing a past. It's just boring to read through this stuff. Yeah, I was trying because to get I, through it I don't quickly. think there's like a slam dunk here. I think the slam dunk is Delphi. Yeah, it is. So. I think it's important, though, looking back at her past to see if she's done this in other 
cases. And I didn't know if she had or not, but this is interesting. Yeah. So this one. No, no, no. I think we should look at this one and then we should look at um and then we should look at the new one that just came out. I guess we can. Or do you want to look at the emails? No, I I want to talk through it. Yes. Not read. What's on here? I mean, there's a ton of information out. Like, what are you wanting to... I can't talk through everything when I don't know everything. No, but, I mean, we can talk about the case, which, which is the plan. I think this is more like for Friday. This is the talk show, so I I just don't want to read through all this. We don't read through documents on the podcast. Yeah. That's what we do here. I, that's why I'm saying, if you want to read through it, I don't. I don't want to read through all of it. But this is all interesting stuff. So, um, this is where we actually learn the leaker's name, you guys. This is the uh, Realtor's Brief in support, in support of Petition for Writs of Mandamus and Prohibition. So one thing is I didn't know what a writs was, um, a writs of mandamus was, and I found out it's, it's just a su superior court, like the Supreme Court coming to a lower, lower court saying, hey, you need to do this. Like, you need to fulfill your duties. You're doing something wrong. You it's know, a complaint. no, it's literally an order. Like, you need to do this. Yeah, but they can turn it down, though. So it's a complaint <clears throat> asking a higher power of authority to come in and hold this other smaller court accountable. Yeah. And they can turn it down, though. Um, so like, I just use the word complaint because that that's an easier word for people to understand. That's really what it is, is a defendant is complaining that this court is not doing their job like they should be doing that higher court then looks at this complaint and says, okay, is there something here? If there's not, and this person is just full of it, then we're going to deny this. But if the evidence is there, that makes it seem like this person knows what they're talking about and there is a problem here then we're going to proceed and that's what we have now is we are seeing it proceed mm -hmm. so so here you go the it shows the background right here hundreds of documents improperly excluded from public access alan files a frank's memorandum memorandum um and the trial court removes it from public CCS without notice or hearing the trial court attempts to effectuate the removal of Allen's chosen counsel over his objection. Um, Allen instructs his chosen counsel to make filings on his behalf and the trial court orders the clerk to remove those. And right down here, we start seeing like the proof of all of it. Um, it it's all pretty interesting. Uh, I found it really interesting 
that we got to pull that up after this, that email that is Rozzy's first email that he sent about the leak. Yeah. Because I don't think they were going to get removed. I think they were in goals, bad graces when they filed that Frank's memorandum motion with the memorandum. I think immediately she was like, Whoa, they are going to be problems. But when the leak happened and then the unaliving by one of the leakers, that's when that like things really turned. Okay. And she, and we see that in the emails where she's like, Whoa, hold on here. We have a problem. You lawyers are a problem and I need you gone. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that we've been able to show that a hundred percent. Um, this, this is just, so we, we aren't fighting you guys. I mean, we kind of are. No, we are. Yeah, we were. No, <laughs> we were. It's fine. Conversation's normal. <laughs> no, I'm letting you look. A lot of times I lead what we're doing because of the type of person I am. You so have when I do. It's a problem. No. Yes. What says that it's a problem? I'm listening. What do you mean? You weren't. You were waiting until I stopped so that you could be like, okay, let's move on to something else. This is boring. I am not. <laughs> You're making assumptions. I am not. Yes, we're fighting about fighting. <laughs> I totally am not. <laughs> All right. But look, this is the list of docs. And they all have the same exact date. Do you remember when we were looking up the docket on this case for the first time? And you were like, why is this weird link? And why do they all have the same date? I don't remember that. Yeah, we called it out immediately. This was I'm in the beginning before you. we understood anything that was going on. We didn't know what was going on yet. And we were trying to find the, the online docket, just like they have in the Cobra case, because Indiana's supposed to have that. They're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then we found this weird zip drive with all of the just documents with the same exact date and we're like what is this so we just clicked out of it and never went back to it yeah i mean now that i have an understanding of exactly what was going on here it it makes sense if i clicked into this today i would immediately go out of it because like i said in the beginning like it doesn't this, look official not even that this is Taking a stack of papers, like I said, throwing it up, and then randomly picking it up, okay? So if you took every court document that has been put into place this entire time and threw it up in the air and then randomly picked it up, that is this zip file. And that's what I was explaining in the beginning of this show it's was... A problem. It is a problem. It's a major it problem. And this is what the two theories are where... Was this intentional or was this incompetent? It was intentional, I, th I think. I think that's going to be the main argument. Now, the reason why I don't think Gull is going to lose her position 
is because all she has to do is say she was incompetent. So if I'm goal, I'm just going to say, I didn't know. Lack of training, incompetence. So there couldn't be any manipulation or fraudulent activity because you're admitting to incompetence. So I, I don't think she's going to lose her career. I think that the lawyers are going to back off the second she's taken off. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but the whole defense bar is behind these lawyer, you guys, uh, these lawyers. And I, I, I don't know that if I were a defense lawyer in Indiana, I would ever want to even have to face her in court. I'd be like, gosh, like this judge is awful. Any little thing could set her off. Yeah. And this is really odd, too. So September 25th, she filed an, a, a motion to exclude all future filings from public access until the court conducted an in-camera review of each filing. And then the state the, and the state then excluded even that motion from public access. She removed her own motion from public access about reviewing all the motions for public access. And see, and that's why I feel like incompetent is a reasonable outcome here because I feel like she has this idea of what a gag order is and she's telling the county clerk that, hey, gag everything, which makes all of it inaccessible. You know what I mean? That's what I feel like has to be going on here. Mm -hmm. Because there, there's a couple flaws in this. One of them is the county clerk that is allowing the judge to give them direction. That is not how it works. That is not what the county clerk is there for. The judge cannot go to the, to the clerk and say, hey, you have to do this. The only things that go into effect or things that have been put into effect in court on the record. So like, okay, an example is let's say there is a clerk. Let's say I'm the clerk, okay? And uh, we we just had a court case and we just decided that, you know, this chapstick wasn't wasn't good enough evidence because we couldn't find out where it came, whatever we make up something. Okay. It just doesn't meet the, the standards of the court. And, uh, it was contaminated by your lips. Yeah. <laughs> and then you as the judge come to me as the clerk and say, Hey, I need you to gag that. I need you to take that out because, uh, we're not using that in the court case. That clerk should be able to be like, actually, I can't do that because we are only allowed to change records or adjust records when they meet the regulations of the law or the criteria, meet the criteria of the law. So I agree. We need a cream pie emote. Um, and Jay Ray said, no way you can't admit to, admit to incompetence as a judge. I, I bet you. I bet. 
Yeah, being incompetent. That's, that's my bet. Being incompetent at her level isn't really an excuse. I, you I guys, agree. I agree with you. You got to understand, I agree with you. I just think those are the only two options here. This comment, you definitely get star of the chat. J-Ray's right, Heather. You got star of the chat for the night. <laughs> the goal of that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they probably do. They they probably are that close plumbing. They probably are. Um, so I want to read this right here because this is this is important. Do you want to catch up on comments real quick or do you want to no, go into you this? Can't. What? Read it from here. Read it from there? Yeah. Okay, so the trial court attempts to effectuate the removal of Allen's chosen counsel over his objection and without his consent or approval. In early October 2023, counsel for Allen learned that Mitchell Westerman had surreptitiously and without authorization photographed crime scene evidence in this case that was being stored in Allen's attorney, Andrew Baldwin's office, and then disseminated those photographs without an attorney Baldwin or Allen's other attorney, Brad Rossi's consent. So who is this Mitchell Westerman? Okay, who is he? So this guy from, okay, Murder Sheet Podcast. This is what's funny, guys is we have an email from Rosie. Okay. Here, can we, can we, I need to scroll down to the email. Okay. So, Four. so, so attorneys Rosie and Baldwin immediately informed Alan of this theft and Alan unequivocally informed the trial court that he still wanted these attorneys to represent him. So there's that, but we need the, we need the email that I sent you earlier that is the it's this one not loading Okay, here is this. So, this is the this is when the defense attorneys first found out or at least that we know of and have record of knew about the leak, okay? And this is from Brad Rossi right here uh to Francis Gold and I'm assuming the prosecutor which the name there's some names redacted here um with Baldwin on there too. And it, he's letting everybody know, like, hey, there's this F-tree photo floating around in the public, um, and there's been a leak. Uh, he's bringing it to their attention. Friday, October 6th. Of greater concern is the fact that a local content creator by the name of Rick Snay has apparently communicated to the public that he has copies of the crime scene photos. Uh, he attached a copy of the communication that was forwarded to one of their staff members uh, by an uninvolved third party. We just learned of this in the last hour. I immediately called Nick, 
McClelland, I'm assuming, the prosecutor, and informed him of the circumstance. Turns out Nick has known about this for the past 24 to 30 hours or so. He informed me that they are looking into the matter. Um, so the primary purpose of this email is to communicate our concerns with the situation. We most certainly did not leak this information. We want to make sure that we got out ahead of this information, um, and inform the court as well as Nick in the event that these pics were found on, found their way on the internet. So from murder, we, we all found out kind of more about this because of murder sheet podcast. Remember? Yeah. And they said that they turned in this information on the 9th. This is three days before that. This is three days before that. So in good faith, the defense literally reached out. Yeah. And they knew before law enforcement. So what do you think about law enforcement who is invested in this defendant okay who investigated this defendant brought charges against this defendant and then is investigating the leak of his defense team do you feel like that's a conflict that the same investigators because bob mata brought up that question saying that he didn't feel like that was fair that the investigators that investigated Richard Allen are now investigating this leak. Yeah, I can see that as a problem. My only concern with that <clears throat> is what's the evidence that it is the same people and not just the same uh, police department? Because what other options do you I have mean, Delphi is where I'm small. going with it? What other options do you have? Is that your only option? Because if that's your only option, then I get it. I understand it. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Does it feel wrong? It could, I guess, feel wrong. Um, that's one of those circumstances that is really hard to have an opinion without having a more thorough understanding of what's going on in that police department does every police officer buy into this theory that uh richard allen is the guy to where every police officer is tainted towards the prosecution i don't know i don't know I think those are good questions, though. They do the same in the Karen Reed case. Do the same what unit? What do you mean? You mean investigating thing like like a conflict and investigating like mm -hmm. issues that maybe yep. they shouldn't be investigating because they have a conflict there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bob Mata's really invested in this case. Um, he's doing a really good job covering it. Yeah. Um, he has great intentions. Like he's he's 
he's helped i think he's assisted uh you know yeah by uh, getting this out there and he has talked to the attorneys himself and i i think he's doing great why some people have said they don't think he's doing great everybody's got haters you know of course so i i just want to say i think he's doing a wonderful job with getting this information out there uh and fighting for the truth um he requested those transcript those transcripts um you know so yeah I, I think that those need to be made public absolutely um so i here let's just look at this part real quick and then we should go to something new i guess um so they informed them about the leak uh and then after that once once the once the judge found out about mitch westerman and him also being tied to this man named robert who unalived himself she was like you guys stop working on everything i'm having serious doubts about you know you being able to have an adequate defense and a fair trial for your your client uh and you guys need to stop working on the case we're gonna have an emergency hearing october 19th meet me in my chambers at two and that was it and yeah. that's where it all went down that day yep you know mitch westerman didn't even work at their office anymore he hadn't worked there in two years so he literally was like an old friend of Baldwin's, basically. And I'm assuming stopped by the office that day and was like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and then maybe Baldwin goes to get a drink or go to the bathroom. And then he gets on his computer and takes pictures. He literally went out of his way to steal this information. Because he wasn't working there anymore. Yeah. And hadn't been for some time. Yeah. And I find it interesting that this information was already known by all parties involved in the court before murder. She ever turned it in. They tried to act like they were the like good ones that turned this all in. It sounds like Rick Snay was on the radar before murder. She podcast ever was. Yeah. And did it say Rick Snay talked to law enforcement? Uh, did it say that in that email? I don't know. So, um, of greater concern is the fact that a local content creator by the name of Rick Snay has apparently communicated to the public that he has copies of the crime scene photos. And I'm attaching a copy of the communication that was forwarded to one of our staff members by an uninvolved third party. So it sounds like no. And, and from the evidence I'm seeing is that multiple of these content creators had this information and didn't tell anybody yeah. for some time. It wasn't immediate. Mm-hmm. Which maybe they needed time to figure out what they were going to do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
So, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I just planned on talking about the judges tonight. So, so what, whatever so, you want to talk about. I'm not bothered by this. So, where we're at now, I think, is what we should talk about and then compare that to the Idaho Fort judge. Because where we're at now is that Judge Goal has lawyered up and there's a new writ of mandamus, right? Yeah. There's a new one. No, actually, I think it's just a response to the original. It's a response? I believe so. Do you have it pulled up? Mm -mm. No, I wasn't planning on going into any documents. Okay. So I don't have any pulled up. Okay. So what does it talk about? I, Do you even know what it's about? No, I wasn't planning on going into any documents, so I don't know anything about any of it. Okay. So. What else do you want to go through? I don't know. You just seemed like you had an idea. I mean, I thought we were just talking all things that were going on currently. Yeah, we can. I was just going to compare and contrast the judges. Focus on what we know about the judges. But I was letting you do your thing. I didn't want to deep dive into all these I mean, you didn't tell me that, so I didn't know that. I thought that's literally what we were doing. Wait, is that him stating what he did? Who? Mitch Westerman. Oh, open it up. I haven't looked at any of the documents, none. I have zero This is information. from Sleuthy, Goose, Sleuthy Goosey. I just saw this. I haven't even seen this before yet. Like, this is the first time seeing this. It's an affidavit of Mitch Westerman um, being, first, being first duly sworn under oath. Okay. I was in attorney Andrew Baldwin's office building waiting to visit with Andrew. He was in his office either meeting with a client or on a telephone call with the door closed. I went into the conference room to wait. I observed printed copies of photo evidence on the conference room table. I took pictures of a few of them. Andrew Baldwin did not give me permission to take the photos of the printed copies. He was not present and he did not have any knowledge that I took pictures of the evidence photos. I am freely and voluntarily typing and signing this affidavit of my own accord because it is the truth. Okay. And is this the one that ended himself? No. So the one that ended himself is the one that I post in Discord the obituary of. That is uh, Robert... Oh, Robert something, which they met Mitch Westerman. Has, like, so how do they relate? Mitch Westerman was in the military for like 20 years. Okay. And he didn't pass his bar exam. 
but still wanted to work in law. Okay. And he ended up like meeting Andrew Baldwin somehow, getting buddy buddy with him, and then uh, getting an internship at Baldwin's practice at his office. And he ended up getting closer to him and becoming like kind of a manager, like a something like that. Okay. But um, so he would cover like a lot of preparation for trial and stuff like that. That's what his job was. Um. But like I said, he quit working there like two years before all of this. I think it was 2020, actually. So it might. Yeah, I think it was two years before he stole this information or maybe three. Um, but the how he knew the other guy was from their military service together. So then and that other guy. So he the. Mitchell takes these photos and then he gives them to the other guy and the other guy starts passing them around. And then when they get found out, apparently this guy, uh, is it Richard or Robert? I don't know. I need to pull it up real quick. This other guy, um, he's, he literally mentions this leak before he ends himself. So it sounds like this had something to do with his death. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out is is the how. Me I mean I think everybody wants to know because that. I know that there was a statement made by him that said uh that if he just if he just told the truth It's Robert Fortson. If he just told the truth of how he got the information, then uh, everything would be okay. Yep. Is what I know. Yeah, he said, okay, so it was one self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, the initial information that I have is that his wife stated that he was worried sick about being in this situation in the last info that I have is that Robert stated to his wife that if I just be honest or come clean about where I got the photos, I will be okay. Hmm. Then why would you kill yourself? That just doesn't line up with an unaliving in my mind. That statement. If I'm just honest, I'll be okay. That sounds like you're worried about somebody hurting you, yeah. not you hurting yourself. Yeah. Or was he worried about his career being ruined or something? Because obviously it could be career ruining. <laughs> it could be, especially in the military. The military is very strict with uh, anything you do, even if it's outside of your job. Judge on the more case who got arrested. Yeah, the the judge for the Dr. Moore case, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't I think any judge had to let them go, had to let Dr. Moore go, honestly. I there it it was too obvious. A judge's job would be on not not their job, but uh a, a accountability would be on the line if uh they they didn't it, it 
it was recorded. It was a video audio recording of them breaking his rights. He asked for a lawyer seven, six or seven really clear times and like 11 times that were, eh, you know, so 11 total where it was eh, and clear. <laughs> Sounds like they need a plumber to fix all these leaks. They do. They do. No, I'm I'm doing good, Marietta. I was just Malia seemed like she had a, a place she wanted to go tonight. We just don't we don't normally go and like investigate and dig into uh documents. So I was giving her the space to do it. <clears throat> if I start talking, I'm just gonna take over the conversation. So Yeah, I wanted to stay on on goal, uh, on Judge Goal, and and how I think this is going to end up impacting everything here, and, and and hear from you guys what you believe is going to happen because I'm more curious. Yeah, rant control on exactly. <laughs> I'm more curious what you guys think is going to happen with the the Judge Goal case. I think she's backed her into a corner. Yeah, I think who who's doxing people, guys? It's an alt account. That's why. Yeah, it's an alt account. I'm kicking you too, Stevie. I mean, he's the one getting doxxed. I don't care. That's just not true. So um, I think say? it's I think it's more offensive for somebody to come on here and say that we don't care when almost every single video we come on here we work for our viewers so if anybody comes on here and says that we don't care gosh I, you clearly haven't watched enough of our content so um i kick both of them yeah no we we blocked gina you guys but the thing is is that she we can't help if somebody creates all account after all account after all account to come back yeah unless we can find out how to ban an ip address which now there are vpns guys it doesn't matter anymore uh we can't help um we can't help ips we can't people changing ips we can't help all accounts 
if somebody is bound and determined to come into this chat and dock somebody, they're going to be able to do it until we can get to the point that we can, until they just give up because we yeah. keep blocking it and deleting their comments. Yeah. So all you got to do is shout it out and then yeah. we can block it. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, I'll, we I'll check Discord because. Uh... Yeah, I don't know that Stevie needed to. I get he's frustrated and everything, but. um. He just what he said was kind of a tacky, you know, yeah. and I, I don't think that's necessary because we're we do want to help. And we've made that very clear to Stevie. We've made that clear to other people who've reached out about this. And yeah. I think that um, we went above and beyond to try to remedy it and are still trying to. But it it, it literally happened one time. And he attacks which yeah. I don't think is fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yep. understand. And he should be frustrated with Gina. Yeah. Not us. So. Yeah. I, I got you guys. I, I understand it, but. Uh, she keeps doxing him and accusing him of horrific things. It's much more than being doxed. She's accused him of some pretty bad things. Okay. I, I got you, but all I can do is manage what's going on here. You guys. So I, Whatever's going on outside of here, I cannot help. I am not tied to any other content creator. I am not part of any other drama out there. And uh, I I didn't see, if this is Stevie, I didn't see you. And I kicked you. So I'm going to kick this one too. Um, but I... You guys got to let you got to come on here and sh and shout it out the best you can. I think what we said last time is hop on discord and and type at thought riot podcast so we can see it. Yeah, we're not getting tagged like, hey, guys, this is what's going on. I mean, I'll um, triple check. I'll triple check. And you got to understand we're we're paying attention to a lot more than just you to make sure that only you are okay so oh marietta gifted a membership yes all right and we don't want to let this derail the entire live like it did last time no because last won't. time it derailed the entire live that's yeah. not gonna happen again yeah 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 Yeah. Thank just, you so much. It she will come back. Absolutely. And there's nothing I can do about it. No. There's nothing I can do about it, you guys. So no. when when you come at me sideways, I'm just gonna kick you. I will. I'm just gonna kick you. Clumsy catwalk, are you Gina? I don't know. Cause that that's striking me as another alt account, but yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All we can do is the best we can, you guys. Yeah. Kick this one too. No? I'm pretty positive it's Gina. 
Okay. All right. Well, if you guys notice that we asked uh, some other people who we know pay pretty close attention to the chat usually to let us know. Um, but if any of you see her ev evading the ban, please call it out right away yeah. um, so that we can kick her that, you know, there's no more chances. Yeah. There's no chances. The only other thing that can be done is hooking up another screen and having, which I can do that. That's something I can do. We have like literally five computers here. I just need to hook up another computer that has Discord up on here. It is a shame. And, you know, I had people reach out specifically about Stevie and everything, letting us know what was going on. And I feel for him if that's if if she's harassing yeah, him and following and him around online. But he's he's got to. He, he can't go around attacking everybody else because of her actions. Yeah. <clears throat> so if any of you know Stevie, know Stevie, you know, that that's just a that's just a temporary ban for his. Uh, he can come back. But, you know, it, it, if we get attacked like that again, it, that's not conducive to our viewers that want to watch. So I have to protect them always. I will always protect the majority in any situation um yeah it it's part of the game though unfortunately and we're working to get mods in here you guys i just want to be able to do it the right way um and that will fix problems too so we're working on it just just bear with me you know yeah so um you know, our mods, we want them to truly be a part of the community. We don't want to just make because a lot of creators will just assign anybody as a mod that wants to be. And that's cool and everything. If that's how they want to run it, we just want to run it a bit different. We want our mods to really be a part of the community, be people we trust so that uh, we know we trust their judgment, you know, in the chat to make sure that it's the kind of environment we want for everybody. So, yep, that's it. But let's move on yeah we appreciate that it it comes with the territory you guys it comes with the territory it, it don't don't apologize to us let us apologize to you um you know that i truly i i get that you you probably hear content creators say things and you know it's again not taking shots at anybody but the way i truly look at this is i work for you guys i have been in sales and uh a customer based service solutions management position my whole life uh and i think it's literally baked into me so when we created this channel we work for you guys and i think that there is a a a golden zone so to call it where we get to talk about things that we want to talk about and enjoy talking about. And we get to present them to you guys who enjoy watching them. And it's incredible. It's phenomenal. And I love it, you know, but any aggression that's going on isn't conducive to that atmosphere. What like, um, try to have a theory based, respectful and laid back conversation while that's going on. It can't happen, you know? Um, so that, that's why if any of you feel like it wasn't fair that we kicked Stevie, um, 
I apologize, but that's the only way to remove the aggression in that situation is both of them, right? Um, because one, I, I feel like something was said there that we don't care, and I'm not offended by that. I People choose to let other people offend them if they want to, and I'm not going to be offended by that, uh, but it's just not true. It's just not true. So um, I just... Instead of having all our other viewers come sideways at Stevie too, you know, standing up, it's easier to just remove them from the situation temporarily. So, um, you know, if you know him, just let let him know it's temporary. So, uh, okay. So, getting back what where we were at here, let's get into Idaho Four. I'm I have zero. Hey, plan- Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Oh, wait. I want to go back to who gave because <clears throat> I don't feel like I talked enough on that because ADHD mind, one track minded, right? Once I get ranting, I have a hard time stopping it. So uh, thank you so much, Marietta, for that gifted membership. Who ended up getting it? Uh, I can go back and look. That's awesome. And we appreciate that. And we hope that you guys feel Marissa. Marissa, all right. That is awesome. Welcome, welcome. So remember, you guys, we have multiple videos coming out that are going to be membership-focused videos specifically around the crime. So, um, oh, Mikey coming in hot again, man. Welcome, CEO. Yes, that is awesome. Incredible. We appreciate that. And who got it? CO. CO, sweet. Welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, and you all have a good time here. So basically, where we end in Delphi is essentially there's there's more documents out. We're not going to get into them because they're boring for Brendan. But the judge is has representation. It looks like she's going to be dealing with some legal stuff possibly, and by the Supreme Court, and it. It looks like the lawyers are getting reappointed to Richard Allen's case. Right. That's funny, Bunny. Yeah. I Yes, absolutely. Um, it looks like that's what's happening. I, I feel like that is going to be what happens. And, and that was. No, I'm pretty sure that is what is happening. Like where we're at now. In a new document. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure. That came out. Pretty okay. Sure. So if you if this is something you guys want to read through, there's a reason why I sat back and let you do it, because uh, I I didn't get to get to the new stuff, but that's fine. I mean, you can read it. I just would rather talk through stuff on the talk show. Like my opinion is that I read beforehand so that I can come have. Uh, the theory-based, quick-witted conversation that's interesting to watch, like a talk show. I I personally don't want, like, we're a different environment than, like, your lawyer you know, Bob Mata's, things like that, where this is different than that, you know? Yeah. So I... I I was, if you guys want to read that stuff, I will sit back and I will listen the whole time. Everybody wants to get into Idaho, so let's move on to Idaho. Okay. Hold on. 
I have to do something for one of our viewers. Uh, while he's doing his chapstick thing, did you guys see Britney Spears dancing with knives? Because last night, I was so disturbed. About as disturbed as I am by Brendan putting on chapstick. Like, him putting on chapstick and Britney Spears dancing with knives are in the same categories for me. And disturbing. So, I, I, I... I tested dancing with knives, you guys, and I got to be honest, I was a little bit scared. I put on my hot dog costume and I got, gosh, I wish I had a photo right now, uh, but I got in the hot dog costume and I grabbed the two biggest knives and I went to go smack my butt with them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's scary. I don't, did she use real knives or fake knives, you know? What? She smacked her butt with them. You guys, do people really think she looks amazing and hot in that? Like, yes, Britney Spears is hot, but she looks like she's lost her mind. She's going through a divorce. She looks like mind again and i feel what if she needed so, a conservatorship maybe they were taking advantage of her i do believe they were but maybe she does need somebody overseeing her because if not she loses her mind okay hang on i'll start this over just let it finish here well wait i think i could actually do that right <sighs> <laughs> So, Bonnie, I'm glad you said that. That's actually an update I covered. So, yeah, for you guys that are new, every Friday we do our pre-recorded podcast and we cover six breaking news updates and six cases. So, we cover 12 different topics every Friday. That's why they're three to five hours long. One of my breaking news updates was Britney Spears getting pulled over, okay? And that's how we found this. Ready? I mean, no, I found it from Hugh. Was it Hugh Fork that was in the chat yesterday? They had a short, a Halloween short where they like made like a little edit of it. And I was like, is this real or is this a deep fake? And then I found out it's real. This isn't the one where she smacks her butt. It was where she was wearing the pink panties. Yeah, but those are more revealing. I mean, part of it you is guys, that she's that... doing very outdated dancing that like was popular when I was a kid, where you're like, I don't like, think that's popping, popping. Uh, part of it's that, but the other part is I literally think she's lost her uh, mind again. You're you're a sales manager, CEO. That's awesome. Yeah that that that's probably why uh, we could like you. You can watch our content and feel some kind of interest. You know, I don't know if salespeople tend to group together. It's like we we see salespeople out of others, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know if it's like there's a certain type of confidence or something there or what, but no, Jay Ray. What? I knew they were. I knew they were real. I knew it. I told you. Because <laughs> why would she go get from the hand prop shop two different 
types of knives. Like they look like a part of a set from her kitchen and they're the two of the biggest knives so, from her set. So like I have I, a set that looks just like that. Yeah, I I agree, but for me it's not the knives. For me it's not the dancing. For me it is her facial expressions, her micro expressions and yeah. her not being put together with the eye makeup, the hair and the facial expressions that she's giving me. It reminds me of somebody that's not connected. Like there's a disconnection between what they're feeling emotionally yeah. and what's going on in reality. And I've seen it too many times. I've had too many friends and family members that uh, have had mental breakdowns, a sch schizophrenic uh, situ situation like where when somebody's schizophrenic, <clears throat> it normally kicks in one time super hard and in their late 20s, after the frontal lobe develops, and you find out that you're schizophrenic. And I had somebody that ended up getting arrested, catching like three or four felonies for attacking police officers and all these other people. But he had a schizophrenic episode. Once on medication was completely normal. I had another friend that almost ended themselves because of a schizophrenic episode. And that look, that disconnected look that she has on her face here. Yeah, it's the look in her eyes. It is. It's that. It's not like she's not there. Yeah. That's what bothers me. It is what bothers me, too. The dancing um, would not look that is super attractive. Just like what Plumbing's saying. Like, yeah, it could be super hot. Grab some knives, have a dance routine, whatever. Like, I got it, you know, but she had me at hit me baby one more time. But when she shaved her head, I thought. <laughs> that's got, super funny i mean there's a lot of guys out there that love crazy girls okay uh i just feel this one's sad for me because i grew up obsessed with britney and christina aguilera and there's this whole era of child stars who yeah, were that are messed up because we took advantage of them yeah they were exploited to the point where it broke them yeah and it's sad you watch know, Shakira do it it's different yeah right yeah. right look and the reason I just want to be clear while we're joking and laughing at the situation I really hope she is okay I truly do because I've seen too many people go through mental health crisis and things like that that uh well, you yeah. know it could be it could what makes me worried is that because she's on her own again, because she's making her own money, because she has a best-selling uh, autobiography out, because all these really good things are going on, is she starting to gain the confidence where she's like, you know what, I don't need these meds, which anybody that knows anything about mental health issues knows that everybody with mental health issues deals with that. Everybody you feels think you're okay all the time, and it happens over and over and over and over and over again all the time. You're like, okay, I'm okay now, so I can stop taking them. Yeah, and then, but the only reason you're okay is because you're taking them. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm confident. I'm yeah. making money. Yeah. I'm out of my conservatorship. I got it together, yeah. and then bam, lost it again. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm super worried for her, and I hope she has someone close to her that is able to sit her down you know even if you got to literally grab her by the by the shoulders and be like 
sit down and hear me. You're not okay. You know what I mean? I really hope so. Because we have three pullovers in four months, you guys. Three times being pulled over in four months. And now we're seeing this? Bro, shaved head next. I'm telling you. So Michael, Michael asked, has Britney Spears been to Moscow? In yeah. the past, you know, year. Yes. Yeah. When she was on her world tour, they stopped in Moscow. Moscow. Russia. Oh. Yeah. She... I went to that show. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, Pamela, I totally see what you're saying. And she was different. She did used to be different. And I know this is okay. So here's a, here's a, a tin hat theory. Mm -hmm. Then we'll get into Idaho four. Yeah. We'll go down Brittany, um, tin hat theory for a second. So have you guys ever heard about, uh, that side of MK ultra where oh, they no. used it on celebrities like Marilyn Monroe? Okay. Uh -huh. And, and others. And that supposedly Anton LaVey was a part of this too, with the, with the women back then. Mm -hmm. uh, but that they all get dyed blonde and they all are, are abused to the point that they are made to have these split personalities like borderline personality disorder where they were so that yeah. they can repress things and yeah. not remember things. Yes, yes, yes. So and they have activated. A, yeah. Yeah. They have a handler that activates them when they need to be activated. Yep. Like they basically break these people. Okay. Yep. Into in fragments of themselves. They fragment their mind. And I, I know for a fact that that is possible to do. I don't think it's pot. It I is. don't think it could happen to me. I do not think I would even offer myself up it's to already science. Been, it's already been proven it can happen to you because you repressed what happened to you as a child. That that doesn't mean that they can control me. This is from this is that means that my brain clearly had some kind of out that worked better that's than what, allowing self-destruction through trauma. That's what everyone's brains do though, is that when something is unbearable, I don't believe it. It, it you go into this disassociated state where you repress the bad stuff and eventually after prolonged trauma and also having a handler there that you trust, like someone who always comes in to comfort you, mm -hmm. it creates the split of personalities. And there are women, I got to find those congressional hearings because clearly you haven't seen them, where these women from the 70s who were a part of those rings where they were doing this stuff testified in front of Congress. And these I were know. these were circles that were I literally know. being ran by the sheriff departments <clears throat> in these areas. And they talk about exactly what happened to them. Okay, look, I... I'm always willing to go as tin hat as you can go. They okay? all had DID. But here's the thing. I think that with those, with that testing going on, everyone assumes that it was successful and they had all these agents, sleeper agents and all this stuff going on. I do not believe it was successful. I think if, if it was tested on anybody that's famous, and not famous for the right reasons. But if it was tested on anyone that was famous, I think Charles Manson was part of it. And I think Charles Manson is the outcome you get from that. Not some sleeper agent 
that is the perfect textbook American uh, picture of what they want you to be until they say, you know, 10 words in a row in a certain way and they can control you. I just, I don't believe that. But. I think, um, and they use drugs too. They use drugs like LSD and, and meth and other things to, to cause these, they induce psychosis is what they do to fragment your mind and, and the disassociation um, through torture. It's I straight just, up torture. I just don't uh, believe that it was ever a success. Otherwise, you guys, if it was a success, they would be doing it now. And people like ADHD moment who leaked everything through uh, the Edward, C Snowden. Edward Snowden, the the four major leakers that have come out over the last 30 years that have leaked uh, a massive amount of CIA documents, uh, FBI documents and DOD documents. There would have been something in there. Multiple people have asked Edward Snowden and said, hey, you had full access to everything. Like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And even he was like, no, I haven't seen anything that refers to these. And it was three of the main conspiracy theory topics. So what I think happened is that it was just not successful. You, I think... I don't think that he saw everything for one and for two. I mean, he I, helped build the system it, it, to who, who said it. I don't think it had to not be successful. I think it could have been successful, but it could have technically like they could have been able to accomplish what I'm talking about, but maybe these people weren't so easily controlled as they expected them to be. So technically it's a fail because you create these break broken down people that have to be babysitted 24 seven. Yeah. They're not just so easily Manson. like a normal person and then a killer. Like they are a, a mess. They're a mess. They're a wreck. Yeah. Right. That's what I think happened. Okay. I don't think any successful. And Britney Spears happened. is a mess. There were some conspiracy theories going around a long time ago about She's them been in the doing her whole life doing these things to celebrities uh on like a lesser level okay okay you're talking about um what's that called enhanced uh uh enhanced it's i think it's ex enhanced external What's another word for visual? Uh, enhanced external. I can't think of it right now. It, it'll come to me if we just start talking. Keep talking. It'll come to me. But it, it it's basically a uh, enhanced visual awareness of your surroundings that's not in your main point of view is essentially what I'm trying to say. So that's like this idea that when you watch a magician on America's Got Talent and they have for a week followed somebody like Howie, right? And say Howie goes to Starbucks. He would have the Starbucks person put a seven on his cup. He would put sevens all around him in his, per oh, external peripheral uh, manipulation something. But 
they'll put sevens all over. Like they'll paint a seven on a sign, put a seven on his cup, put sevens all around him so that when he goes in there for a whole week, he's been seeing sevens in his peripheral vision. He goes and he picks a seven. And that that is real, 100%. It's the same kind of tactic salespeople use. I know. I get that. So, yeah. What's counterpulsation? Maybe that's the more scientific term of what I'm saying. People were trying to guess what you were trying to say. Periphery? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that... It's like visual peripheral... Something manipulation. I think that a lot of these child stars were traumatized and uh, controlled to be money-making machines. And yeah. I think this is what happens when you do that to a child. Um, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, no. Britney Spears. Um, it's a problem and it's super sad. Yes, because they were all incredibly talented. Every single one of them. It is sad. It is sad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's super sad. It's super sad that they didn't get to have the childhood. They they were doing adult things at in a child's age. So they will never uh, they they just skip their entire childhood altogether in it. Yeah, this they, is the outcome. They have no grounding in reality, period. They don't even know what a real life is like. Yeah. They don't yeah. know. They don't know. I mean, there are people out there that deal with that that are still normal people in society, too. But That's true. even at that level, Depends where on the money parents. is never an issue and you can essentially have almost anything you want, it, I think that heightens that that problem. You think Shia LaBeouf? I don't think Shia LaBeouf was on that level. He was an addict and he had like a messed up father and stuff. I mean, he, uh, he is not together. No, he's not. But I th don't think he's to the level of out there that Britney is. Yeah. He's still got some basis in reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> judge, judge, my initial goal with this video was to compare and contrast the two, okay? And the reason why I wanted to do that was, I don't know if it was yesterday or if it was last week's conversation we had, but I made a comment that you were like, oh, I don't know if that matches. And I felt like that was a good conversation starter to kind of take off from where, you know, it, we, we have one judge here, Judge Goal, that is overbearing, selfish, and dealing with our understanding of black robe fever or robitis or black robe disease or whatever, where it's... Lawyers see it as a syndrome from which a judge essentially cares more about their personal ego and position than uh, respecting and protecting the law. Um, and that self-centeredness and control, like an over 
abundance of control in the courtroom, I think if she just gave some of that to good old Judge John Judge, we'd be in a lot better spot. Because in my opinion, Judge Judge should have already ironed out this nine requests, in my opinion. I don't think nine is acceptable. I don't think it is either. I don't think the IgG getting this far is acceptable. I don't think it is either. Because how many times have we heard the same argument where, how many now? Is it five different hearings where Ann Taylor comes into the court, right? And this just happened to the most recent one. Ann Taylor comes into the court and says, Judge Judge, we're requesting this evidence here, okay? And uh, the the prosecution says, Judge, that evidence doesn't exist. They're on a fishing expedition. We've told you this, right? And Judge Judge says, uh, okay, well, I need you to look through your things again, or I need you to double check that, or I need you to check with this person, or I need you to check with that person, and then we'll follow up at the next hearing, okay? We've heard that so many times now. Like, there comes a time where you need to judge and you need to put your foot down and you need to say, okay, we're at nine here. That we aren't going to 10. That's not happening. So we we need to talk this through. We're not moving forward in this hearing until we figure this out. Yeah. I mean. It's super simple. Yeah, I, I feel like he is he is mediating the way he's supposed to. But in the same respect, when you're a mediator, it's also your job to hold both parties accountable. You know what I mean? And at some points, you've got to put your foot down with with them if they're not doing what's required of them. And, and the thing is, you don't even have to manage them. All you have to do is enforce the law. Yeah. That's it. And the I, law I think, states that both parties should have it. I think the issue here is that, and, and the trust thing is what I come back to. You know, Judge Judge made that, that comment that there needs to be a certain level of trust. And yes, usually in court, that's true. There needs to be a certain yeah. level of trust there. But in the same respect, okay, is we have a defense requesting this information and we have a prosecution saying it doesn't exist and the judge is trying to be good faith and trust the prosecution when they say that and be like, okay, it doesn't exist or okay, or they say it's not discoverable because we're not using it in trial. But if, if you're, I mean, if you're looking at it, not just trying, I mean, if you're looking at it from a little bit more skeptical and not just trusting, like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, they're telling the truth, I'm sure, I'm sure they're being very honest with me, then you have to look at it and be like, okay, oh, but this okay. is all throughout the PCA, this is literally in their affidavit, in their arrest documents of how they got to him and why they're arresting this man 
Yeah. See, I think that's why. So this can't be not discoverable. It can't be. I think that's why we make such a perfect pairing talking about these cases, because like normally the human element goes right over my head like it did in this case. I didn't even think of Judge Judge could be trying to set a precedence on character for the two lawyers in front of them. So by being good faith and understanding, he's trying to set the precedence for the case coming up. I didn't even think of that. Normally, those human aspects of situations go over my head just like that. Um, that's a really good example. That's a really good idea. And I think maybe that could be it. But I still feel like that could have been it at request six. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there comes a time where too much is too much. Yeah, that's that's a problem for me, too, that the FBI went to go interrogate a witness at their home. That's a problem. I hear you. And at the request of Bill Thompson, the state, the, the prosecutor, that's a problem. He shouldn't be able to just have some FBI hounds on a leash and unleash them to go to a witness, the defense witness's house the next day to go question her. That shouldn't be allowed. That should not be allowed. So, I mean, I feel like it comes to a point where maybe he is setting this like good faith precedent by being the example, leading by the example to try to calm the situation down. But it's at the expense, I think, of a fair trial. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's another interesting point too that I think a lot of people miss and part of the reason why I'm so attracted to the legal system and law in general is like I said when you're when you're managing a court case it is like playing 3D chess here where you are not just moving for the the move that you're in but you're planning the future moves and the past all at the same time, trying to make it all work together in your favor. So is Ann Taylor willingly not putting heat on the judge because she knows that all of this is setting her up for a retrial if something doesn't go right Two, like simultaneously running two goals here? You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I think that's very possible, too. Yeah, I think Ann Taylor is setting this up so that she... See, I, I see a lot of people saying that Ann Taylor is siding with the prosecution too much. Like, they're, they're all on the exactly. same page too often. But I think it's very possible... Um, yeah, I think that I think that maybe Ann Taylor is setting it up for that, personally, mm -hmm. is what I see, too, is that... She makes a stink about things to see if they'll be corrected. And if they don't, then she lets them go because she knows that that's enough of a problem that it will stack when it comes to appeal time. I, yes, yes, I agree. That this will be um, an issue with an, and this could cause an appeal like the 
not giving discovery in a timely manner and forcing Koberger to waive his speedy trial rights. Um, that that's a major one, a major one. Yeah. I, I think it's not that she let anything go. It's, I think she's not on the aggressive attack. Like we see Bill Thompson coming off as yay, Amanda. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. I hope you're doing good. Yes. <clears throat> Exactly. Yeah, I I think that's exactly it. That she's just not burning the bridge right. she's standing on for sure. When at this point she has the right to burn that bridge, but it doesn't benefit anybody, right? Because she, you're simultaneously working for the case you're in and the potential next case. So, um, yeah, I I agree. I just. I feel like there's a way for some more thorough accountability while simultaneously being a positive person in this courtroom, you know? Yeah, I think she's doing a good job job too, Jay Ray, but her integrity is being questioned a lot lately. Um, that's why I did a deep dive on Ann Taylor that'll be coming out soon because I I don't personally agree with any of it. Um, I think she's doing a great job with what she's been given. I mean, dude, I feel like there's been shady tactics out of the gate with this case. Out of the gate, there have been shady tactics by the DA and the investigators. And I, I feel like if there's anything here that she can sniff out and uncover, like, lies i think she will we yeah. just gotta wait for the right time the right moment i i agree i don't see there being anything wrong with ann taylor and it, to be honest a lot of people that started bringing up all these issues all look we know that character assassination is being played in this case it, there's no way it's not. It, I don't think anybody, if you believe Brian Koberger is innocent or you believe Koberger is guilty, these same tactics are being used. Like that doesn't change what the tactics are in our, in our media, right? It, it, on YouTube, on any social media, they are all the same regardless even if you think he's guilty, I think that it is equally important to make sure that we have an honest, uh, good faith and, and transparent investigation and case to convict the right guy. If you think he's innocent, we need transparency, honesty to be able to sniff out, point out and resolve any of those issues that caused it to get to this point. So regardless of what it is, I think that all of it, all of that is, is equally important when looking into a case that we expect to see our, our public defender prosecution and judge to be open, honest, and good faith. Mm-hmm. Do we have another date for the next court hearing or no? Is that not established yet? Yeah, I just don't remember what it is. But the the actual trial is is on hold indefinitely. But no, I was talking about just the next hearing. I don't see anything. Yeah. 
Um, but so regardless, the character assassination techniques are being used, period, regardless of what anybody believes his guilt or innocence there. It is being used. And let's be real here. Um, would I use it if if I was defending someone or prosecuting someone? And th that's right. It is December 1st, duh, because the judge <laughs> said that they have to meet December 1st and have all that in. Um, yep. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. But, um, I would probably use these tactics too. They're being used in every case, every case, because we are in a technological era moving forward and progressing and evolving at an insane rate with our technology. Like it's, it's just part of our justice system and it's going to continue to be a part of it more and more and more and more. So I, I understand why, why it's being used, but uh, that just means that we need to make sure that our evidentiary findings in this and uh, the actual investigation is on point. Yeah, I think that's that's where we're all at right now. Um, but so. Is there anything in your mind that has raised red flags from either Ann Taylor or the judge that they are biased against Brian Koberger? Anything? No. Not a single thing? No. Not even the judge? No. I think, look, <clears throat> I want to be super clear with this. Even though I am judging the judge, even though I am sitting here judging Ann Taylor on their performance, right? We are allowed to do that. They are both public servants to the law that the citizens of the U.S. put into place here, okay? That because I'm judging these little minor character traits on, how, on what decisions they're making and how they're making them doesn't mean that I think there's something wrong with either of their jobs and how they're doing it. I just would do it a different way. And yeah. I think there's some room for improvement in some of these areas. So yeah. I don't think I see bias. That would be wrong. And I would hope that a judge at his level would be able to feel that and recuse himself, similar to the Delphi judge in the very beginning, once after Richard Allen's arrest. You know, I actually heard that judge in Delphi that recused himself from the case was getting threatened for being a part of the case. And that's why he recused himself. So honestly, that sounds too good. That for this dude, that, that sounds too good. Yeah. But all of it has sounded too good to the point where it's making me think, okay, was he threatened to get him to recuse himself? So this judge could be on the case because she's a part of all of this. I, that's where my head immediately went. But again, I go back to that. It sounds too good so yeah. in order for me to hop on board with that blown away theory or idea i i i need to see some kind of evidence i would love to see a statement i would love to hear from someone locally something like something you know what i mean otherwise that is too convenient it is very convenient um I don't think that Judge Judge is biased. I don't. I just think that he is. He has some area 
of opportunity like we all do. And calling out the prosecution specifically because um, of the relationship that is there between investigators, the, you know, the prosecutors and the judges, like, you know, most judges were prosecutors, not defense attorneys. Yep. So there's pro state. Yes. They're pro state. So that's just so unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I find that very interesting. And I learned more about that because of Bob Mata talking about it. But he said he's never seen a, a defense lawyer become a prosecutor. But he has seen tons of prosecutors become defense lawyers. Yeah, I'm sure we could find them. But I, I bet there is a... Yeah, there is an expected route to the the judge's seat. Get, and that's not strange to me. It's like that in any job, you guys, for you watching. Think about your positions and companies that you guys work for. Think about, you know, let's say you wanted to go into HR. OK, there would be a specific job path to become like the HR manager or the HR organizer, uh, whatever, however, whatever your company calls that title, like there's a specific path to that. Now for me, like, let's say I wanted to sell in a very specific, uh, I wanted to sell global, uh, global systems in healthcare. There would be a very specific path to that, you know? So it's not strange that the path to the judge's seat is through the prosecution's office working directly with the state because you hire internally normally for any of these positions, you know? And yes, like we all have area of opportunity. Don't don't you guys know um, my area of opportunity, according to somebody who... <laughs> was commenting yesterday apparently based off our interactions with each other i am abusive yeah so your area of opportunity is to be less abusive yeah because how i'm talking is so abusive amanda i hope you feel better soon um i i was just getting over something like that too i'm sorry you're feeling sick but i'm glad you're here but but I'm positive it was a troll. They said they weren't trolling because I, I respond to everybody. But the roster for what? But they were like uh but but their oh their comment was of course he's uh yeah, are you okay, AR Hayes? Yeah, someone left a comment saying that you were in the hospital, my friend. Yeah, that you I... were like fighting for your life, dude. Yeah, I hope you're okay. He said he got the diabetes in check. You know, I don't know if I have said diabetes that. too. Yeah, he has diabetes too. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. Diabetes is no joke. It isn't a joke, and I'm really glad that you got it under control. Cause, man, that's rough. It is. It is. Take care of yourself for sure. I hope you're kicked back, relaxing. Yeah, he just rants. And like I said before, you know, I know him very well. And you guys have seen it for yourself if you've been watching the channel. That if Brendan needs to get a thought out, he has to get it out because he has ADHD. And if I don't let him get it out, the whole conversation is derailed. 
So for the benefit of your viewing experience and continuing the conversation, sometimes I need to let him rant. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. But even if you didn't let me rant, I'm still not going to be abusive. You guys yeah. like what's interesting, how, why I think it was a troll. So they said, when I responded, I responded Whoa. something funny or I thought it was funny because I was like, yeah, you're right. He is totally abusive. And I, I just leaned into it like I do with everything. And somebody else responded. And then they were like, they thought that I was being serious. Like, oh, well, you should get your own show. And then they responded to somebody else and was like, clearly, based off what they're saying, they aren't in a relationship together. He's clearly gay. <laughs> so totally trolling. Totally trolling. Your voice sounded so high pitched there for a second. <laughs> Duh. It just cracked me up um, inside. But yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I that's always, so stupid. I always lean into the trolling. Always. Because there's nothing somebody could say that's going to bother me, you guys. Yeah, he does ask the questions that need to be asked. People are strange. But I didn't see what your sugar was, but... 800. Oh. Jeez. He said he was in like a... A diabetic coma? Basically. A knockout. Man, yeah, diabetic knockout. Yeah. 20 hours of it. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I deal with that literally every night. Oh. Every night. Hot dog, hot dog. The hot dog emote is the best emote, period. <laughs> oh, it doesn't show the actual emote on the screen. It just shows the code. Hot dog, hot dog. No way. That's so stupid. Why does it do that? Uh, wait, you're not gay? <laughs> no. Only on the days that end in Y, bro. People are probably so confused. They want they want to know a little bit about us, and we just like say the most ridiculous say things. Say the most ridiculous things always. Every time someone is like, "Hey, are you guys a couple?" My response always is, "Oh yeah, we've known each other a long time." <laughs> I never answer questions direct, ever. Oh, you just typed hot dog, hot dog. Okay, I'm putting a hot dog in the chat, and then I'm going to see if it actually pulls it up on the screen. Because if it doesn't pull it up on the screen, I'm going to be very sad. But I hope you're feeling better, man, uh, because I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. Um, it doesn't show it. But uh, I, deal, I deal with a little bit of diabetic knockout every once in a while. Um, just not 20 hours. I never had 20 hours. Never. So I fluctuate back and forth between diabetic and pre-diabetic. And uh, depending on my eating habits, my exercise, things like that, stress, you know. Um, so it it is really hard. I don't think people understand that don't have it, how much it affects your life. It affects your life a lot. You just got another abusive comment. Did I? Right here. 
where I I mean it was fighting and it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, I absolutely gaslight her all the time. That's the goal of the show. It should just be called the gaslighting show. It should. That that is our undercover goal. We were like, yeah, let's create a show where we are uh, going to pretend like we talk about theory, but really it's going to be undercover gaslighting. <laughs> no, you. So for anyone that watches us, listen, I've been in sales for so long, you guys. I, every single day I, I sell to and or talk to, I don't know, a ton of people, a ton, a ton, a ton of people. So it, if I was doing any of these abusive tactics, I'm literally talking to CEOs, CFOs, uh, operations managers, uh, human resource directors. I would know these things. I would know. You wouldn't know what? If, if I had some weird undercover trauma-based need to gaslight and control people. But, you know, it, if I had to guess, I think there's probably about 10% of people out there, and I'm making this up. I'm, I'm making that figure up. But I would say one in 10 people that I talk to mistake confidence for uh, aggression. Okay. Should I use the honey one? Is this just going to become an ASMR show where you put on chapstick? Wait, you can get, you hear it? I don't know. You just get really close to the mic. See if, see if people can hear you putting on chapstick. <laughs> I don't think they can. But uh, no, there's nothing anybody could say that would mess with us no. uh, like that. Oh, it wouldn't. I do have narcissistic tendencies. I, I absolutely do. No. Yeah. It, yeah. The important part's being honest. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But I, I pay attention to that. And the, the fact that you're aware of those things, you know, um, you know what to look out for. You know, you really do. So anyone, no one can come out and be like, oh, my gosh, you're so abusive. Yeah. Okay. Show me. Give me one example, please. All right. Enough about this. So back on topic. Okay. Okay. Back on topic. I don't know why we're letting ourselves get derailed so easy right now. Oh, yeah. You know, one other comment they said is they said that you apologize all the time. So I went and like tried to go through videos and I don't think you've ever apologized to me. That's another reason why I felt like I knew they were a troll. I was to say, have I ever apologized on camera? No, I do, though, because it's habit because of my job. If something isn't going right by habit, I right away am like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Jared just wants to watch you put the chapstick on, not hear it. Could you hear it? Hearing it's a problem. 
Have yeah. you seen those people that eat chapstick? Oh. Yeah, I just watched a lady earlier today eat chapstick. The abuse is what <laughs> makes it feel real. The abuse yes. of the show. Yes. If there wasn't abuse in Thought Riot podcast, there would be no Thought Riot. Why does Murphy keep getting brought up? Who's Murphy? The dog. The I've... dog. Oh, but I don't think that's who. Earlier, it sounded like they were talking about Murphy like a person. They were. They said, why hasn't somebody interviewed Murphy? And they're talking about the dog. Hmm. I think if you guys saw us behind the scenes, you would think I'm more abusive than he is. I'm just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> not, not because there is any, but. I have. I've had Pika before. I have. I can't I can't help but talk like this, like how I'm talking on here. We've gotten a ton of comments where people are like, just act normal. It's awkward watching you because you're putting on a show or you're making it bigger than it needs to be. Dude, this is just me. I guess I'm just dramatic. I can't help it. You are. You're but total this is just me. He's just a total drama queen for real. Like there when we when we first started when we first met and started having like conversations cuz immediately that's what what made us become friends yeah. was being able to have like these really long conversations with each other going deep into different things. Like yep. it's something we both really like doing and yep. hence the show. Yeah. Well, I a lot of times felt attacked by him because of how animated he talks. And I think that's what all the viewers that say that are feeling is they feel personally victimized by you. <laughs> they feel like I'm abusing them because I'm like, listen, you guys, you gotta. Because you talk with so much passion that it seems like you're angry. All the time. <laughs> it feels like you're on the attack because you're just like. I can't help it. I'm just joking. But yes, no, that's that's real. I did. I did have a hard time with talking to him in certain situations, especially if it was a topic that I had like emotional issues with because of how passionate he talks that I would start to feel attacked. <clears throat> and 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 then it would have to be clarified. Like, I'm not attacking you. I'm just passionate. <laughs> yeah. And, and one thing too, is like in, in, I am a great debater, but one thing that is very hard for people to have a conversation with me about is if they're looking for my opinion, I am not good about committing to one opinion. Did, Did you... someone say ayahuasca? Yeah. Yes. He does need some. Yes. So oh, Tony, it I'm, truly I'm, helps. I'm so glad you're here now, Tony, to save me. I really needed a, a, a Superman. He's an abusive to storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to move on. It was really nice because people stepped up to like to to defend us when I responded. <laughs> Let me. Where is that comment? Oh, the chat. I can't read it anymore. Where? It's just too funny. You guys are funny. Let me see where that video <laughs> is. And 
Oh, and that's a good point. What is going to be after the light bulb? I meant to, I've been meaning to ask you guys that. What should my- A brain. A brain? Yeah. That needs to be the last one, like at 12 months or something. A brain. You get brain. Okay, what is month what is month three, guys? What do you think? Month three is ADHD, so you're like obsessed. <laughs> it should be like oh that. yeah, it's this person. Look on the conspiracy video. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's super funny. So where where is somebody just commented back? What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's even worse because I I respond super funny on one of them. Let me see. What did plumbing say? So what I mean by month three is okay, plumbing said a dog almost attacked me today and the lady just stood in her garage and oh watched. Oh my gosh. She just stood there and watched Dude, you almost get attacked. that's so messed up. That's super messed up. Oh yeah, right here. Look. But it's kind of funny. Look, glad to see her finally standing up for herself in this video. It's about time. This guy's just horrible to her. And this is total satire. I put... Hey, yeah, thanks for the watch. Yeah, he is so horrible. The abuse radiates from the very words coming out of his mouth with such ferocity. It's a wonder how people enjoy it. <laughs> and they thought I was being serious. Oh, my gosh. What did they say back? They thought it was you. And they were like, Oh, thought right podcast stand up for yourself more like you did in this video instead of constantly apologizing to him for nothing he just wants his web voice to always be right and heard and demands your attention it's pathetic of him you are a very nice person he is not that's super funny huh she believed it was really me. Yeah. I wonder if there's a language barrier or something, because that's strange. I I hear you. I hear <laughs> you. I thought it was funny. I was I just laughing. Feel very strange now. I I thought it was. I thought it was someone trying to be funny. I legitimately did. I so when I responded to that, I was laughing. I was like, "That's hilarious," and then realized, "Oh wait." They're serious. This is a troll, maybe. <clears throat> I thought it was funny. Everyone's wanting Tony to rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> back to. The witch got me a lot of stalkers, guys. That costume. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was just born to be a witch. That's the that's my true form is a witch. <laughs> I was made to go to Hogwarts. 
when did this channel start officially three months ago i mean yeah so it, to be fair really when we were doing the when we were doing politics we had no traction at all and we were not even having fun so i would say for nine months it was figuring out our routines and figuring out what we liked. Like it was a straight up job for nine months. Now I'm having a good time. And I think that once we transitioned and changed how we did things is really the start of it. In my opinion, but how long have we been uh, video? How long have we been recording content for almost a year? But all of that's deleted. Oh, you think I would be in Slytherin? It's okay. Your dog is handsome, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, you were there. Yeah, you were there for the first Idaho stream. All right. So going back to judge. So judge. basically, if we could just morph judge judge and judge goal together, then we would have the perfect judge. I I mean I think so because look a little bit of authoritarian and a pacifist. Yes. So yes, but I think that judge judge is an honest man. Like yeah. Like the best grandfather ever. Yes, that's what we said just the other day when we were talking about that on the podcast. He seems like... Look at that face. I know. That's just what I'm such saying. A, such a sweet, like, sweet face. How could you not think he's like the best grandpa of all times? He's He should be Santa Claus, not Bill. Watch, he's a leather daddy behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go down that route. <laughs> g-rated oh my bad but yes um <laughs> he uh i'm just saying at home sometimes you're different yeah and he's, I he's your grandpa j-ray i don't think that i don't think <laughs> that that even if it was real changes anything you know i he comes off super honest Honest, transparent, and kind to a fault, in my opinion. <laughs> Plumbing said, as long as you keep up the abuse, I think you guys will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, that, that we can accomplish. Yes. Maybe we'll take turns, though. I... I think one thing we can, like, if I'm being real, one thing that we could get better at is the people want to see and want to engage in us talking like a talk show. I, I don't think we, people are interested in watching us read stuff on here and I'm not against doing that. I just feel like the chat isn't as engaging. So one thing I thought about doing is uh you have a hair just dangling yeah that's our eyebrows i get it off is those it are eyebrows <laughs> they're supposed to be there um okay you got it so 
in our live streams, I feel like we need to create some kind of schedule where we hit two or three topics. It can be two or three topics on the same crime. It can be three different topics, three different crimes. It can be two different topics, two different crimes and have some sort of uniformity to it. Yeah. So that it can be cut up because Jay Ray doesn't have an attention span for three hours. I, I'm quoting her. I'm not. I'm not coming at her. <laughs> okay. So we're we're doing that specifically for Jay Ray. Yeah. No, I just think it would be a good idea for all of our viewers. Because really, so I'm a three-hour podcast type of person. I will choose a three-hour podcast over a 20-minute video. Me personally, but not. I don't think most people are like that. So what you're saying, we should start cutting up this too and yes. posting this? That's what Jay Ray suggests. And I actually agree based on what YouTube shows. Yeah. I think that that could be uh, beneficial where there can be the long ones and then you cut the short ones into spe specific videos of content, you know? Yeah, Princess, see, I like long podcasts too. It, it's easier for me to consume, but you got to remember, I'm a regional salesperson. I'm in my car six hours a day, you know? I drive two hours to have a two-minute conversation and make $2,000. Yeah. Drive two hours to have a two-minute conversation and All make right. $2,000. All right, we need to go down the theory of <clears throat> Brendan is the killer, the Idaho 4 killer. Okay. Because clearly there's some evidence here that can't be ignored Wait, any longer. The knife and bushy eyebrows. We have the bushy eyebrows. We have vans. What is that? Is that poop? <laughs> On my shoe? Wait. No, I'm just kidding. Get away from it just me. it looked like it in here. There's nothing. Ew. What is on your shoe? It's just like from fireworks. Were you in there with the flashbangs? Yeah. The last time I wore those was fireworks. <laughs> so <laughs> like wait is there poop on my shoes <laughs> oh <laughs> it looked like poop <laughs> yeah just a little doo doo yeah I mean, we got the bushy eyebrows. I don't know what the hammer has to do with anything. Nobody used the hammer. We don't know that. That that's been theorized. Oh, that something there is only a the killer weapon. would know. Something only exactly. the killer. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yes. So you're saying a hammer was used? Yes. Okay. Well. <clears throat> No, but but really, if I'm um, not here Wednesday night, then you know who the killer is. Yeah, <laughs> golf clubs. Let 
so okay this is this is what i wanted to say actually and i actually think <laughs> i put notes on yes my the amino black found poop outside the door not blood i think we <laughs> talked about that before actually yeah we did mm -hmm. that's super funny though um <clears throat> one thing i worry about okay because we've had multiple people and multiple content creators that have done videos around judge judge not doing his job and ann taylor not doing their job one thing i worry to worry about okay is these are two people that one i truly believe that judge judge cares about the justice system and wants to work to make sure our rights are protected you know even if there is some minor character flaws around not being able to put his foot down quick enough now and Taylor is a defense attorney that is there to protect our rights and protect Brian Koberger. But over and over and over again, we see so many people attacking these two individuals when is that beneficial to question the people that are working for the people? Or is that just a way to not pay attention to some of the other evidence that really should be getting dug into and questioned. I don't that know. That makes me worried. I don't know. It makes me worried because like all of a sudden people are creating videos around and we did one too. Uh it it's more highlighting her but uh around judge and Ann and is that just a way to not have more videos focused on the unreliability of the evidence? Hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it, if I was somebody that wanted to keep the conversation off of a specific topic, that everybody knows you have to give another palatable topic. Right. So what's what do I do in that situation? You create a topic that is in the same area that you're working in, but not on your team. I mean, what I think's going on is that people don't have answers to this case. They have way more questions than answers. Um, and like like we we're talking about with the nine requests for discovery uh all the issues that are going on in the case and people don't understand why did they want the house tore down so quick like why were they okay with that why did brian waive his right to speedy trial uh all these questions that it makes them feel like now i feel like they're starting to attack the individuals in court because we don't have answers and there's all these questions. So we've already dug into anything imaginable. I mean, that's now dig into what's going on digging forever. I could too. Really? And yes, I think that is a good, but that, that speedy trial thing is not a flaw on Anne. I do feel like it was a flawed judgment from judge. Because that is not okay to not give over 
all the evidence, 100% of the evidence, not give an extension and hold him accountable to a speedy trial. That That's kind of messed up. That is kind of messed up. But I get it, like, trying to be timely. I guess that's within a judge's opinion of decision. Um, but me personally, I felt like it, that it didn't feel okay. It didn't feel very fair to me. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I mean, does it feel fair to you? No, it doesn't feel fair. I don't think that means that judge judge is dirty. I just think that could be an area of opportunity where judge judge could look back and be like, yeah, all these people are calling me out and I get it. Like I see it, you know, having to ask for discovery that's going to ultimately convict this man and put him in front of a line of guns and he didn't even have that, but I was holding him accountable to a speedy trial. Like no, that is a very basic okay. line of thinking. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't feel like it was a fair decision on the judge's part, but Ann Taylor couldn't, she couldn't do anything else. They tried to get a continuance. They tried to get a stay and they, he wasn't having it. The judge wasn't allowing it. So her only other option was to waive the speedy trial. Uh, that was her absolutely. only option or come into a trial and be ineffective. Uh, uh, agreed. Yeah. And that's what I have a problem with is that a defendant should never have to feel like they're in that position, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I either I, I have to waive my right to be able to have effective counsel when really you have a right to both effective counsel and a speedy trial. Dude, it in a perfect justice system, what Brian should have had in front of him, it, the first extension he got was all of the evidence here, the choice of a speedy trial here. And the option to waive it if he wanted to. And none of those things have to do with him being innocent or guilty. In my opinion. They almost always waive the speedy trial um, yeah, just do. to take the pressure off. But uh, that's not what they wanted to do in this situation, which means the court... Everybody should have been doing everything they could to make sure that they could get to that point where they could have the speedy trial. Um, I mean, I feel like they should just assume that unless it's waived right away, they should just assume we are going to trial. Yeah. Like, we need to make sure everything is in place so that we can get there. Yeah. It, or else we're risking violating this person's rights. Yes. And I think that borderline, depending on your personal feelings... Could have be could have been seen as your rights being violated. Well, if they almost always feel that way, then that's a problem in, it our, is. in our system. It's a flaw. Yes, because look, if Brian is guilty, then convict him honestly. What are you doing? You know, and I understand that's not how our justice system always works. I get it. And I understand there is no such thing as a perfect case. There is no such thing as a perfect investigation. And there is no such thing as a perfect crime. There are always going to be flaws in them. I get it. I understand that. This just feels like a very big one to me. 
And this feels like a reason for people to doubt Judge Judge. This is the only one out there where I feel like Judge Judge made a a worldly decision because I don't think that was fair. Yeah. He didn't have everything. The the defense did not have everything. They they did not. I've heard it from both perspectives though. Is that like Kimmy right here, these are all contradictory right here. Kimmy said speedy trial wouldn't be enough time, especially with how brutal these crimes were. Prosecution was ready. Mike said prosecution was ready to go to trial last month. The defense is grasping at straws and knowing they're going to lose. Plummer said it's a known fact. It's never in the defense's favor to waive the speedy trial. Uh, I have heard so many lawyers talk about it from every which way. And I feel like it's case by case. Yeah, but like what like Mike, what what you're saying, Mike, I hope you're right that the prosecution has enough evidence to prove without a doubt that this man committed this crime. My only issue is then why not hand it all over? That is my one. He said it doesn't exist. What? The, the issue this whole time has been with the IgG. That's what they've been requesting. I mean. Is the genetic stuff. All of it. The genetic okay. stuff. And he keeps saying. The three DNA profiles exist. that he's saying isn't here and doesn't exist. But is in the investigations paperwork or whatever that's called. I don't remember what that's called. That work product. That, that work work product or whatever that gives you all the listings. Okay. They're asking from that, not from a YouTube video that's talking about it. The defense is asking for that from the investigative paperwork. Okay. Um, so it does exist. It does exist. No, I do think it all exists. I, except for Here's the other thing is so the three DNA thing. They're saying that doesn't exist because they weren't tested. Well, yeah. they're also saying that they're male. There's only notes on the work they did with Brian's, the knife sheath DNA. It, there's only some scribbles. There's just some notes like they don't have actual work product documentation of this is how we got here. So what? Yes, it is about to exist, but what exactly is about to exist? Is it going to be just that? Scribbles? Is it going to be just notes? I hear you. And what is what are we about to see? I'm so curious. It I get it. I I understand. I I even if that is their work product, like okay, then the prosecution better have some backup evidence because that's going to get ripped to shreds and and could effectively make the prosecution and the state seem like they don't know how to do their job. Because if I was the defense, I would bring that DNA evidence in and I would use that to make it look like the prosecution and state one cannot use this DNA profile to prove anything because they don't even have their stuff put together enough to make legible handwritten notes, let alone a profile in a computer that's trackable, traceable, and shows a uh, a uh, a power a uh, shows a workable timeline for how that was 
managed and worked through. I would bring that in because I don't think the prosecution would expect the defense to want to bring that in and then use it against them. But, you know, yeah, it's not my life on the line here. So it's easy for me to come forward and say this is what I would do because I have no buy in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's telling to me. That's telling because, again, if we're seeing work product in this fashion. Why? It would be illogical for us not to think the rest of the work product is this way. Do you guys know why they're not deposing police officers, things like that? Because normally in a situation like this, to make sure that they have everything, um, they start deposing people. I and don't that's know not why. happening. So is that not a thing in Idaho? I don't know. I'm it not sure. It must not be a thing they can do. Yeah, I I am because I haven't seen not any deposition. Hundred percent sure. It's strange though. Yeah. It is very strange because I agree with you. I we see that all the time to prove work product, like you're saying. We see it all the time. Yeah, but Jay Ray, you think it's under gag, but still, wouldn't a deposition still be showing up in those court documents just redacted, like just so that we see there was a deposition, but we can't necessarily read it? Yeah, and Elliot, uh, Elliot's here. And remember, Elliot is working towards your law degree, right? It, I believe you're in school. Um, or you're a paralegal, remind me. I know that you're I know you're in law somehow, but he says it's it's all about strategy. Always waive speedy trial when the ball's in your court because you know the state lacks the evidence to get a jury to convict. Hmm. Yeah, good point. And remember, if you're talking to Elliot, always tag him uh because he's legally blind and he need you gotta tag it so it reads it to him. Annie, have a, uh, we will be sending you positive vibes and thoughts. I, I don't want to put that. That's just personal. I don't want to put that up there, but, uh, we will be thinking of you and nice. get good sleep and we will be here whenever you are fully good to go and ready to come back. And we hope everything goes planned. Yeah. I hope it goes sm planned. smooth. And everything goes well. Uh, have a good night. Thanks and, for being here. Yes, absolutely. And I agree with you uh, too, Mike, that, that, yeah, it is lawyer games. And, and I get it. I think that's why law is, uh, that's why we ask these questions and want to know more. Because it, it's all about that strategy and and what what their strategy is based on what we're seeing them do and that's all really we can come up with i just really hope they have the evidence man i hope that they have evidence proving it's koberger because again i i go back to not because i feel any type of way about koberger but if he's not the guy that's terrifying 
the FBI scans. I've seen a lot of people have a lot of questions with that. Um, I know you did too. You were wondering about that as well. For me, there, there's in my job, there's like quick work product and then there's thorough work product. And I felt like that's what we saw going on there was that when they were thought there was a speedy trial going on, they did quick work product. When they knew that the time wasn't going to be an issue, they went back and did thorough work product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Pebbles. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I have heard that they're supposed to hand over all the IgG stuff. And yep. yes, I, I see what you're saying. But the thing is, is that it sketches me out a little bit because the time they're claiming they didn't have this tech back then a year ago. Well, they they, they did. did. They did. They were using different machines. We saw that. Okay. They're just updated equipment. You can come out with a brand new iPhone in a year or two that looks totally different. Come on. They had this equipment. They've been using it for a while now. Um, now, is that mean that they didn't have the equipment to make this 4D dollhouse model? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a new tactic from the prosecution. I think Bill Thompson has some pretty solid connections in the FBI, honestly, uh, from what we saw with Vargas. So I'm curious if he's calling in a favor um, so that he can sell the narrative in court with a physical model where people can move things around. Um, we're now hearing that house has asbestos in it and that it was dangerous to be in it. But yet everybody who was in there in the home wasn't wearing masks. Where did you hear that? Really? Yeah. So there's it was Bill Thompson said the house was deemed unsafe for the jury to be able to walk through because there was asbestos and Are things you serious? things when they were doing the crime scene cleanup, they cut pieces out of the wall. That exposes the asbestos, meaning the jury can't so, walk in there. Everyone and, knows that's not true, right? What? Asbestos was only used up until the 60s, I think. I mean, I'll triple check, but I'm pretty dang sure. So every so from what I hear everybody saying is that they're doing these 3D and 4D models so that the jury can feel like they're walking through. Like they can put on these goggles and feel like they're there or they can look at this like dollhouse model of it and, and you know, be able to see where everything is. Um, so yeah, it is an old house. Part of it is at least. And uh, a lot of homes have asbestos in them. If they're old, the only, the thing is, is with asbestos is it could be up in like the insulation of your home, like up in areas where you don't interact with every day and you will be safe until that gets messed with. When that gets like unearthed, like say you have to tear out your ceiling and put in a new one, then it's a hazard, a major hazard. Many buildings built or remodeled between 1945 and 1978 may contain a crumbly asbestos containing material that has been either sprayed or trowed onto the ceiling or walls. So when was that house built? 
Yeah, Brendan, it was used till the 80s in some instances. I was a home inspector and came across it a lot. Interesting. Any house built before 1994 has asbestos somewhere. Hmm. And yes, J. Ray, they already did these scans. They did. For sure, we know that they did. Uh, we're, I'm just wondering if they were slightly different. If they weren't with the intention of making a 4D scan um, to make a a 4D model, you know what I mean? A, a scan to make a 4D model. But I I feel like it's more four. What? Well, it makes sense because it was even used in light fixtures and other things like that, I believe. And it was a phase-out thing where they had to phase out the use of it. Oh, my gosh. My mind is blown because as long as I've ever done work in homes, and it's not like I've done a ton, but I did floors while I was in high school, made super good money and it let me party hard, you know? Um, but, uh, it, my understanding what it was, it was 1970s and earlier. If you see that crumbly, whatever in the walls, they used it for, uh, insulation sometimes or certain ceiling like glues or that, that crumble ceiling stuff. Yeah, Judy Ron had a super good video on it, Amanda. Um, I'll have to, honestly, I didn't get to finish it because we were hopping on stream when I was watching his video on it. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, but I do think they were slightly different scans, uh, at least with different equipment. Whoa. Okay. So it says that in 1989, all asbestos had to be phased out. That's scary. Yeah. Because like I said, the whole time I've ever done work or done anything on a house, I thought it was like 1970s or earlier. Jeez. Mikey S said that house is ancient. I can tell by the knob and tube electric housing outside. Uh, Elliot said, I'm a criminal defense student and avid civil rights advocator. I teach young guys to never talk to the police, never consent to a search, no field sobriety tests and other rights. Oh, what a, what, we, we should have had you handy when, our talk, fresh air. when we were taught. Yeah, that's awesome and amazing, by the way, Elliot. But it would have been nice to have him here when we were watching uh, Emma Bailey's Mm -hmm. video when i was talking about the field sobriety test yeah. and everyone's like well you get an extra charge if you don't do the field sobriety test yeah every lawyer i've ever met said absolutely not do not do it yeah like don't never do a field sobriety test. yeah but yeah absolutely absolutely let me see if uh this this doesn't show me when it was built. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that is it for tonight. Anyways, you guys, we hit that 12 a.m. Mark. So, uh, we appreciate all of you.
all of you. We appreciate you all. And uh, we will be back here, not tomorrow, but we will be back here on Wednesday. So we skip tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be able to catch up on all the editing and have everything ready to go by uh, the next day on Wednesday. And we will come in hot again that next day. Oh, man. Anything to say? What? Miss Kelly is what did I miss? too having surgery. Oh no! I hope it, I hope it goes well, Miss Kelly. Again, I hope it goes smooth. Yeah. It sounds like you and another viewer are both having surgery in the morning. So yes, I hope both of you, uh, you know, have the smoothest surgery and recovery that you possibly can. Yeah. And um, you know, take care of yourself. Absolutely. We will be sending you positive thoughts. Yes. Positive, positive thoughts. So we appreciate you all. And to all, a good night. Yes. Thank you for being here. See you Wednesday night. And bye. See Stay safe later. out there.